Hello, beautiful people. It is Tuesday, April 26, 2022, the 13 year anniversary of me getting drafted to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We're just two days away from the draft spectacular, and I'd like to let everybody know uh, that the draft is certainly a time where dreams come true. And if you're not projected to be a first round, second rounder, or a third rounder, there's a good chance that you're scared to fucking death And what's coming up this weekend. Is your football career over? Are you going back to school? Are you gonna be selling insurance, hopefully, or maybe even drugs, possibly? Ooh. That is what the draft could potentially say. I am so pumped for all the dudes that'll get to experience their lifelong dreams, the things they've been working for since they were just little kids, either in the neighborhood or on the street plot or pick up or organize all the way through the little little leagues and then the junior high, the high school and college right. and finally all the early mornings, late nights, the anxiety, the puking, the sweating, the bleeding, the dreaming, the hoping, the inevitable opportunity that you've been seeking your entire life is sitting right there and I will forever be incredibly happy for all of these dudes that get drafted and get to experience that moment of it was worth it. Everything from what they did with their family or their friends or their coaches, all of the commitment and dedication and the sacrifice of other things that a lot of people get to experience that you don't on your path to becoming a professional athlete. I am so happy for the guys that get to experience that this upcoming week, uh, weekend. Incredibly pumped for the people that go during our draft spectacular just two days away Hell on yeah. youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. We will be live for the first round in its entirety. It is always ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It is always much longer than any of us could have expected. Yeah. And it is almost a social experiment watching us battle through the entire thing. Mm -hmm. We'll have massive guests Ye announced yesterday. The man who wore a leather jacket in Miami while speaking about Bitcoin. Hell yeah. Aaron Rodgers will be joining us yes. on Thursday night. I believe this is his first time chit-chatting since re-signing with the uh, Green Bay Packers. And also, obviously, since the Devontae Adams news. Also joining us live in studio, Whoa. Darius Butler. Oh, let's hey. go. Hey, in studio. D-Butt will be here. We didn't know if AJ was going to be here and Darius potentially going to be here. We're going to have a packed house for a great night. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, AJ Hawk can't make it because he's got 10K. Right. He'll be live in the attic in Ohio. We also have other massive surprise guests. Should we announce one? Mm. Have to. Mm. Maybe next hour? Where's or? the allure? Maybe uh, the first letter. Chris Ballard will be there. Oh! Chris Ballard will be live from the war room. Night one. Oh, while the draft is wow. happening, cannot wait to chit chat. He has joined us every draft spectacular before the draft has started. Yep. One of the years he didn't have a first round pick because DeForest Buckner was traded for. This year he obviously does not have a first round pick because of Whoa. Carson Wentz. Wow. Oh, Jesus. But who knows if he's going to be active? Who knows if oh. he's going to be making moves? We'll be talking to him during the draft, live from the war room. And we'll be talking to others from live from their war rooms as well. I think that's where we're going to make the difference this year. Mm -hmm. This year, we're actually tapping in. What are you guys thinking right now? What are you projecting? What are you looking ahead for? If something happens, what what is the... Do you have like a do or die situation in the draft war room? And what's the what's anxiety like over there? Yeah. A lot of the 
scouting departments, you know, other than Cincinnati, uh, which I think they have hired a couple scouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. One for the north, one for the east, one for the south, Smart. one for the west. That's right. Good for they, got that, they got that cubicle like Severance where Makes there's just sense. four desks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. And it is literally their entire scouting department. And that might be old news. That might be old hat. That might not be the way it is anymore. But that is kind of, there's massive scouting departments, like hundreds of people almost that are invested in college scouting, other pro scouting, the film department, people on the road, people in workouts. And the draft is kind of the pinnacle. They're Super Bowl basically for a large part of people that work in NFL uh, umbrellas. So I'm, I'm excited to dive in there. I'm excited to tap in there. Excited for the big giveaways. And uh, I'm hopeful for everybody to make a billion dollars after they get drafted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Today's show is an interesting one because up to something season is, you know, potentially taking a turn. What? Oh, really? Oh. What? Yeah. Up to something season. You know, COVID didn't come and it can't really take a weather delay, but it might take quite a delay here. Oh, what? No. It might have to. I don't know. Oh. Hmm. That's why I didn't answer any of these people, you know, asking for mm-hmm. questions. Sure. Can't do it. Because I didn't know how up to some season was going to go. Right. right. I didn't know what the weather was going to be like. Sure. I didn't know where the weather was coming from. Of course not. It's cold this morning. And ultimately, yeah, there's literally only one human making the decision. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have a pretty good relationship with that person... And that person has no idea what's going to happen. It was tough to answer anybody on what could potentially happen. Up something season, I do believe, has been put on hold for a little while. Wow. Holy shit. I do believe. Snowstorm or tornado or hurricane? I'm not sure of the length of the storm. Okay. Okay. Or the delay. And I don't even know if it's a storm, by the way. It actually might have been too much sunshine, too much going on. We got the draft spectacular. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm... There's another trip around the sun finishing here. Mm-hmm. How about soon. it? Soon. We got the weather breaking. It's like, do I still want to do all these conversations that appear to be going nowhere while all this other stuff's going on? Yeah. Maybe and, not. And business is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm having a great time. Yeah, of course. Fun. So it's not a negative. It's just no, more no. so like a up something season might come back in the near future, but it appears to be on hold for the time being. No storm, too much sunshine. Uh, there we go. Uh, never a problem. Never a problem. Uh-uh. Uh, speaking of problems, though, once this draft stops, there's going to be nothing to talk about. So we're very lucky right now yeah. to be talking about the draft mm-hmm. and everything. But there's other stuff happening around the NFL and in the sports world that at least warrant conversation. With that being said, we head to the toxic table. The two topics of conversation basically in every Everybody's mind being represented by these two gentlemen right here. Connor, we'll start with you. Celtics sweep the Nets. The Nets mm-hmm. might be fucking dead. Wow. Oh, I don't know if you can say Mike, because they are. Uh, I <laughs> doubt that any of those guys are going to want to go back and, you know, reunite with Ben Simons. But look, when you come from the Revolution region, that is New England, you don't celebrate first round playoff victories, okay? We're looking forward. We're on to Giannis. We're waiting in the second round. Hey, maybe Chicago makes a run. But Jason Tatum, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Possibly one of the better players in the NBA. And I don't know if you actually heard this, but he's only 24. All right. so, wow. He's only 24. Right. Look, I have to say it. The average age of the entire NBA is 26, yeah. okay? So everybody needs to relax with the average. <laughs> he's only 24. Well, yeah, that's two years under the average, I guess. Woo. Hey, he's a young guy. He's, already, he's on his way to his fourth Eastern Conference Finals already. Jalen Brown, another young guy. This Celtics team, you know, they're primed for a run not just this year, but the next four, five, six, seven, we got a eight, dynasty. nine, ten Whoa. years. Yeah. There's a chance we got a dynasty. If we know anything about Kevin Durant, he might just say, you know what, fuck it. I don't want to play in Brooklyn anymore. I'd rather play with Jason Tatum. Head on over to Boston. Whoa, join whoa, whoa, whoa. them. Yeah, yeah, why not? Seemed like something he would do. Uh, he says just, no. Oh, he said Charles Barkley's speech was accurate. No, I don't think no. that's the case, by the way. I think Kevin Durant is a... 
Down. Down. Look, if you win the championship, who cares? We talked about it with Tampa Bay. Are we calling any of those guys bus riders? No. no. You win a title, you win a title. Kevin, come on down, buddy. Yeah, You're going to love Boston. Speaking of as a punter, like I was always, I was right there on the bus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of, hey, where are we headed? Hanging out. Are we I, winning or not? Yeah, I got no problem with it. Who cares if he went to the Warriors? They still won. And when you look back on it in 20 years, are we going to say Kevin Durant wasn't that good at basketball? No. He's unbelievable. But he might as well come to Boston, the team that's going to be good for the next decade and, you know, add three, four, five more championships onto your resume. I was given some stats earlier today. I believe the Celtics team, first year with a new head coach. Yes. This guy has locked them down on the mm-hmm. defensive side. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit to for the team to buy in, it seems like. I think they were 25 and 25, and then they won 31 and 21 down the stretch or whatever. Yeah, something along the, it might have even been 31 50, and 10. 51 and 31 overall. 51 yeah. and 31. Yeah, unbelievable stretch. They're like hot right now. Hot right now, and the best part about the new coach is that he basically told him right from the get-go, like, hey, you stop bitching about fouls. If you want to do that, you're going to sit yeah. on the bench. I'll bitch about the fouls. You guys put your goddamn hands down and get back on defense. And that's what they do. They play Had great to establish defense. a culture. Had wow. To. Had to do it. And Brad Stevens... Were they able to do it? He was able to do it, though. That's oh, yeah. not easy to do nowadays. Well, especially like the turnaround. Like It's not as if they came out, you know, bought into it immediately and everything was honky-dory. Like, halfway through the season, they really had to look at each other and be like, hey, we kind of suck. We're like an eight seed right now. They ended up finishing, like you said, as a two seed. They go on this crazy run. Best uh, defense in basketball and best offense in basketball after the All-Star break. So I, it's just, I'm on cloud nine right now, but we're ready for the next one. Everybody's burying Kyrie and Emworth. The Celtics yeah. are just unbelievable. They're just really good. And I mean, you can't really bury Kyrie and KD because, you know, well, they, they didn't play that much together. And I guess that's well, why that's, he can. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, I, you know, at least Ben Simmons tweeted a couple of years ago that he, you know, he can't see his team get swept again. He couldn't deal with that feeling. And then here we are. Yeah, from 2020, he actually said he hated seeing us. Yeah, watching mm-hmm. my team get swept hurt, man. <laughs> I don't want to feel that way again. <laughs> nope. There he was, front row, except for last night. That's why he wasn't there. Yeah. That's why he wasn't there, because it hurt oh, so bad the last time. Okay. He don't ever want to feel that way, he, so he didn't watch. Makes yeah. sense. So that's why he was actually playing a little Call of Duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he said, I can't watch. <laughs> it hurt too much two years ago. How come nobody's pe- piecing that together? Everybody's saying, oh, a guy didn't even show up for game four. He was supposed to return that. Clutch Sports is making a play here. This is the biggest heist in history. This guy, what's his deal? He's not even there. After we all kind of ridiculed how he looked on the bench. Sure. Is that what he said, well, fuck it. We won't go then. Yeah. And then he got killed for that as well and listen i am a hundred percent on the page uh that we do not like ben simmons no okay we would never want him to be a teammate of ours no. uh-uh. i would never want to be a fan of a team that ben simmons is on yeah. this guy seems to be the biggest heel in sports and not for like shit talking reasons no, like no. heels of the past it's because like oh this guy seems to be a terrible teammate yeah, yeah. i just don't want to play today this guy seems to be something that we would not want our professional well, athletes to be now with that being said he has not spoke about it Big dumb decision if he does have an actual reasoning behind mm-hmm. uh, not playing in games in which he looks to not be laboring at all. I mean, the internet got it right. And I don't know if the timing is accurate, but I seen the tweet. Tiger Woods almost died, broke both of his legs, came back, played golf before Ben Simmons came back. Yep. Sure. Saw oh, that as well. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow. That I mean, it, 
Two different sports. Well, I get it. Okay. Sure. I get it. But I believe he had a back surgery as well in there. Oh, yeah. Spinal yeah. fusion. Many, yeah. And, and I think that's like the thought of what professional athletes are. Like the uber competitive mm -hmm. human beings who will do whatever to get back out there and perform. Now, there's always going to be people that are just business minded first. But even those business minded people, what they're doing behind the scenes so that they can get more money, the amount of work they're putting in, the rehab they're putting in, the amount of gurus and nutritionists and team. People are spending millions of dollars on people around them to make sure they're at their best so that they can compete more. That's how I think the world would like to view professional athletes. So whenever Ben Simmons is being viewed as a guy that just uh, doesn't really want to work, doesn't want to yeah. get better, doesn't want to get healthy, is opting not to play unless he feels 100%, which we all assume it's going to be painful or sore in an NBA season that is 82 <laughs> games long mm -hmm. or whatever, and you're deep into the playoffs at this point, and you're injured before. So I feel like not a single person is on that guy's side. Steve Nash said, we're going to do whatever we can, get him back into the fold. Yeah. Hey, that's because Steve Nash has to say that. And Steve Nash has to hate coaching oh, at this point. God. What a year to get tossed in there with everything that happened yeah. with the mandates, the protocols, New York City being much different than basically every other city in the NBA other than the Canadian country ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a year. Steve Nash has to be wondering to himself. I was crossing people up in dress shoes mm -hmm. on the internet yeah. like a year ago, mm -hmm. having a blast, enjoying myself with the uh, Golden State team, just doing <laughs> my thing. Now I got to deal with something every single day. Now people are calling me the worst coach of all time because I couldn't win with KD Kyrie. And they're going to say I had Ben Simmons because on the roster, I guess he technically was. This guy never played. It's just, that's an interesting place right now. And it might have been just that the Celtics are so good and everybody's reacting. Time will tell, I guess. Other big story out of the NFL this morning. Well, was Darren Waller going to be a Green Bay Packer? Holy oh. shit. When Devontae Adams was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders, allegedly there are reports now out of, I, I believe, Nagler. Yep. And uh, Jeff Howe is reporting that it would have been turned down by the mm. league, which I don't, I don't understand how that would have worked. Yeah, but the Packers asked for Darren Waller as part of the Devontae Adams trade per a source, says Jeff Howe. The Raiders weren't going to accept it. Sources also said at the time the league wouldn't have permitted a player swap in a trade for a franchise player in Devontae Adams. I have no idea what that means. Is this like whenever the uh, Adam Silver or David Stern, whichever one it was, yeah. uh, turned down the Chris Paul to the Lakers trade and they said, nah, I can't do it because they were part of ownership of the Pelicans team or whatever they were? at the time the hornets yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah the They're nba the yeah owned like a piece of the hornets because mm. i think it was before they were going new to owner. whatever yeah. new owner new city they were in so they turned down a trade and said no that's not allowed and then now we see other trades that happen and it's like so you're setting precedent would the nfl be setting a precedent there that they couldn't do that and how would they be able to do that that's not the story the story though is is darren waller going to be a green bay packer are they really that interested and how legit are all these sources we think and i heard you say it earlier oh darren waller might be a packer yeah. we're all in on this oh yeah absolutely i mean you you pinball right from the and we don't even know if there is like a deep hey, game six. changer by the way darren. yeah bingo bingo and i feel like the like you know robert tunyon was good uh a couple but like Waller's a physical freak. The Packers haven't had a guy like that in, you know, honestly, I don't think ever. I mean, not as as athletic as he is. Like, he is a true number one receiving option. They're saying that the going rate would be like a, a second round pick potentially. So we'll see. I mean, allegedly they are still interested. I do. I, 
I mean, I, I trust, you know, Nags. I, I, I trust him. I think he's in good with the organization. I, he's been doing it for a long time, so he definitely knows people. So if there were rumblings, like, I would, you know, I, I would lean and towards. And maybe Nags? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd lean Thank towards you, being like, okay, there's something there, but we'll see. I mean, Derek Carr came out and quote tweeted it and basically said, like, never going to happen. Uh, but if they realistically don't think they could maybe get Debo, like, this would be another way. Hey, if you can give up a second-round pick and get a guy like Darren Waller and you pay him, like, that's – once again, have to reiterate, Jarvis Landry's still a free agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers goes from having Devontae, who he is going to miss, mm-hmm. to Darren Waller and Jarvis Landry and what whoever else is on that squad. Yeah, Lazard. Randall Cobb, Lazard. Aaron Jones in the back. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I mean, Tanya's supposed to be healthy again. And then if they do use one of those first-round picks and get a receiver, you know, an explosive young guy who doesn't have to come in and be the number one guy right away, like that – I'd be in heaven. Look I'd at be this. in heaven. This is what the draft week brings. Exactly. Yeah. The draft week brings so much hope because your team could do a lot. Every team could do something on draft night to change the entire, you know, vision of what the season's going to be. Tone, I saw you get rattled a little bit there as you were piecing some things together. I just realized that the Lizard King, Alan Lazard, is the Packers' number one wide receiver right now. Is that true? Hey, he's a player. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, hey, Lazard is a player. He caught a record-breaking touchdown. Hey, he's a big guy, big yeah. guy, big body. Right. Him and Darren not- Waller probably for similar body yeah. type. They got yeah. something. You yeah, can they split need out Aaron Jones. Need a speedster. Need one. Absolutely need one, which is why the Debo thing is so enticing as well. But, it, you know, it's obviously – it's either one or the other or they're definitely not going to get either. You know, there's no way they're getting Debo and Waller. So Waller seems like a little bit more realistic – in terms of what they would be willing Why to Why would you give, give up. up Darren Waller if you're the Raiders, especially after all that you've gone in for? Like, they've gone all in. Mm-hmm. If they can afford Darren Waller, why would they want to get rid of Darren Yeah, Waller? I don't think they can afford him because he has, like, one year, $9 million left on his contract, and next year, obviously, he's going to Oh, this is the classic, deal. let's get something for him. Right. Boom, before we get nothing. But yeah, but what you're getting whenever people say you're getting nothing is you're getting Darren Waller on a football field. Yeah. Accounting uh, for a double team, Devonte Adams accounting for a double team, and then literally Renfro. anything else you want to do for the rest of the fucking game, you're not getting nothing. Go ahead, Tom. He's got this year six point eight. Next year is seven million. So he's there with him for Total. two two more years, two more seasons. So is he gonna the Raiders but, ain't moving on, but he's unless he unless he has for a lot more money, right? Yeah. And he's un, he's unhappy with the, the tight end market. I mean, if you can you can afford you. To, Salary cap's not real. You can afford to fit a tight end in there somewhere. You talking about the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why you would get rid of. Mm. He's been Darren your entire Hall. offense. Unless he's asking for money like George Kittle or. <clears throat> Which? 100 million. Yeah. But even then. Or Kelsey. Backloaded. Who gives a shit? Yeah, so that's like a five year deal then, 20 yeah. million a year. They probably don't have 20 million a year anywhere, right? No. Because they just brought in a bunch of people. Yeah. And they want to bring back Renfro too because his contract's up after this year as well and he doesn't have a fifth year off. Kittle's option. getting paid like. 19, 18, 19, 20 a year. Darren Waller has, I believe, the tight end university would be pumped if Darren Waller was like, hey, we got to go get this again because he's one of the guys who could. There's the potential to be it. There's a lot of great tight ends in the NFL. I think that is something that everybody realizes. But there are a couple that have the ability to go break the bank. And I think Darren Waller is one of them because Mm -hmm. there was a few games there where he was the only target for like Mm -hmm. four quarters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All four quarters, he was the only person getting the ball thrown to him because he was able to be lined up in every single – every primetime game felt like a Darren Waller game. Mm Mm-hmm. Every time they were on primetime, it felt like Darren Waller was going to go. I had no idea he was potentially on a move. He's coming to the Colts then. Oh. <laughs> you think so? I think he's coming to the Colts. Right. Yeah, they, they paid Jack Doyle just retired. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense, actually. Well, they signed, they 
re-upped Mo Ali Cox though. Big okay, extension. I don't care. Yeah, fucking double them up. <laughs> oh. Boom, bang, boom. You guys signed oh. literally two tight ends That's to true. max contracts. Huge deals up there in New England. So I mean, let's not. I'm okay with Matt Ryan slicing and dicing down the seams with two tight ends. I'm yeah. a complete Jack Doyle just retired. Be perfect. Bring him in. Mm-hmm. Go on. Nick just sent in uh, the franchise part of that tweet or whatever. Uh, you can't trade a player who hasn't signed their franchise tag yet for Devonte. Did they trade him the the Raiders for a player? Is that what you're saying? Then? For the yeah, they're player. not allowed to be traded for a player. So they just Waller? got the picks for him. Hmm. Oh, okay. An unsigned franchise player can have influence over his destination. Since a player, what the hell is? Yeah, that? I mean, geez. somebody playing the drums outside. Yeah, yeah, no, there's been drilling all morning. All morning. A lot of. Do, 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 oh, really? Oh yeah, Jack. Oh, they're back to fix this mm-hmm. entire thing that they mm-hmm. fucked up before. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to fuck it up because they had to put a bunch of stuff in the true, uh, true, tons. Of it. But their job is to fuck it up, and while fucking it up, it's very, loud. <laughs> very loud. Very loud. A lot of that, and it just so happens to be four feet behind. Yeah, that right on the other there. side of that. It was wall. early this morning. And by the way, these are decisions that were made whenever we were just young company that was not i mean i don't think we could have fathomed that they were just going to no. tear up an entire patio no, 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 no. no. used to be a parking lot <laughs> there's no way we no, could, no not a chance completely different now not a chance i'm happy they're evolving though yeah, oh, yeah. i'm happy hey it's good nice. on hey. getting the building well nice done. job everybody it's incredibly loud oh yeah not mm-hmm. very convenient for the only people that are tenants in the building they demo right above us like Four times a month for whatever reason. I think they're just like setting up a new setup and be like, ah, fuck it, it doesn't look good. And then just tearing it down, re demoing it. <laughs> I like whoever's making that decision. <laughs> just not satisfied with the no, damn thing. Yeah. No, that's Gotta what change it seems like. Gotta change. I like it. Always gonna go forward this yeah. time. Yep, we'll get him. That being said, I cannot wait to get to the Thunderdome. Oh, oh God. My Lord, I cannot wait to get to the Thunderdome. I know. You sent a mock up in yesterday of what, you know, it might look like from the outside, too. Oh, it's gonna look sweet. Unbelievable. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a hit. See, that's like super positive. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. That's what I should be worrying about. Yeah. Is the I'll blueprints just, of the yeah. Thunderdome. That's, that's right. something with the Thunderdome. We are up something with the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. yeah. That what ain't th- changing. Thunder. Well, it has a couple times. Oh, actually. yeah, true. <laughs> it's called the same Thunderdome, but pretty similar insights, of mm-hmm. all three of those. Yeah, and Thunderdome hits, too. Let's go to the franchise rules here on the franchise tag thing. An unsigned franchise player can have influence over his destination since a player with an unsigned tender can't be traded until under contract. He essentially has veto power on where he's being dealt or at all. This gives the player a de facto no-trade clause. Clowney was able to squash a trade to the Dolphins by refusing to sign his tender for a move to Miami. Oh. So he had to have signed then, right, if he got traded? Yeah. Is it because they own the rights to him, even though he is not under contract? Uh, sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. I, I think he, because this is saying he had to sign regardless. Right. To yeah. be traded. He was traded. In right? order to be traded, he had to sign the tender. So if you were to be traded, you would have to sign the tender. Yeah, right? you can only be traded if you're under contract because then that's the only, mm-hmm. then they have power over mm-hmm. your rights if the, you sign the thing. If you don't sign the thing, they don't have any rights over you because you don't have a deal because your deal is up. The only deal you're being offered is a one-year fully guaranteed deal. So if you don't sign that, you don't have a deal, mm-hmm. although you're not allowed to go get a deal with anybody else, which is why players fucking hate the franchise tag inevitably, although I was franchise tag and I couldn't wait to sign it because it was <laughs> oh, yeah. two point something million dollars guaranteed. I'm like, oh, I'll take that for sure. sure. I mean, that's a lot of fun. So he had to have signed it to get traded, and then they just renegotiated his deal. Yeah, yeah. would he not sign it until they gave him the team that he wanted to go to? Is yeah, that and if it would have been the team that he wanted to go to, which is the Raiders, I don't think he would have. There would have been no issue with him 
being like, yeah, I don't no. care if you guys are getting Darren. Mm -hmm. What if Devontae says, no, I'm going to the Raiders, and I, Darren Waller needs to be my teammate over there. Oh. <laughs> In the <laughs> franchise tag contract? Yeah, I'll sign this if I get traded to the Raiders, and you guys aren't allowed to get any better from it. Put it in writing. You cannot get Darren Waller. I mean, I suppose that's possible. So what that person tweeted was not right. That person was just tweeting about trades in general, right? If what we just read, although the quash is not a word, right? That, that word was spelled wrong. Whoever. Yeah, I thought it was qualm. But it said, I think it was. Yeah, squash without an S. Go to this. An unsigned franchise player can have influence over his destination. Since a player with an unsigned tender can't be traded until under contract. Yes. Yeah. He essentially has veto power on where he's being dealt or at all. This gives the player a de facto no trade clause. Clowney was able to quash. Quash is legalese to reject or void. Ah. Good word. Wow. So this person is much more. I thought they were spelling words wrong. <laughs> they were introducing words to our life. Yeah. Good to know. We can trust this. I was on your side. Quash I was on a, your side a trade to the Dolphins by refusing to sign his tender for a move to Miami. Okay. So it is nothing. So go back to that tweet from Jeff Howe. And Jeff Howe, this is not, by the way. There's more. There's another uh, piece of information that says you can't trade a franchise tagged player for another player. Oh. Whoa. Where's that? That's in the next it up, yeah. paragraph. Written by the same person who no, used the word quash. The fire had smoked previously in a piece by the... Where was that last thing from? That was from... It looked like CBS Sports Font. <laughs> if I'm just throwing names out there. <laughs> this fire had smoked previously in a piece by The Athletic that said the Packers initially wanted an undisclosed player from the Raiders along with a first-round pick in exchange for Devontae Adams. The Raiders resisted that proposition, but ultimately it didn't matter because they were informed by the league that a franchise tag player such as Adams is not allowed to be traded for another player. Oh, fascinating. So why'd the Packers even want that to happen then right. if it wasn't able to happen? Are the Packers doofuses? Well, they don't have an owner, so probably don't know the rules. But couldn't they, yeah. Couldn't so they just do a one-year deal and trade him then? Well, he, instead he, of tagging, Devontae would have to sign that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think you, you could just make that like the. Uh, that'd be a lot of negotiating. Yeah, Devontae doesn't want to make the Raiders worse either. Well, yeah, but in this particular thing, Devontae just wanted it seems like his True. money, whatever right, money yeah. he was going to get, and he wanted to go to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So, so the Packers must not have known that. I wonder how often that happens. By the way, that people don't know about rules, like the NBA didn't know, right? That Chris Paul could be, yeah, like mm -hmm. they. I feel like sometimes. In like the nitty, maybe people fuck things up. I don't know. It sounds like the Packers didn't have a clue what the rules were there. Well, right? I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know that. You'd, Me neither. You'd hope that yeah. they would know that, but how often does this situation happen? I guess then it must not happen very often. If that's what I was wondering earlier, like when was the last time we had just a swap in the NFL of whether it's one player for a player? Do you think they picks? go one for one there? No, I assume. No, no. The Packers were going to want picks, too, for sure. Yeah, yeah along with the first round. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, It probably just would have been less. It would have been like Waller first and a second, maybe, instead of like the litany that they got. Man, who would Darren, they only Waller, got a first and who would Darren Waller hold a grudge against? Would he hold a grudge against the Raiders for uh, trading and giving something up? I'm not even worth it. Or for the Packers for asking for him and something else to be the same as Devontae Adams. I don't know. That would be an interesting mental, emotional you know, fuck, like, well, you guys thought I was worth this and this and this and this. Well, mm -hmm. I need $20 million now, at least. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting mind fuckery there. What were we going to say, uh, Colts and Raiders just did a player for player. Gawkway for Rocky Sin, straight up. Boom, both were on a contract. Neither were franchise tagged, so you can do that. That's old school. That is old Hell school, yeah. baby. Well, the Raiders still kind of. I need a dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Give me right. a Right now. <laughs> what was that? What did he send down to Louisville? 
Washing machine. Washing yeah, machine. Yeah, uh-huh. yep. When I heard the Louisville needed a washing machine, I thought to myself, well, we got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking semi-pro. Classic. All time. A good movie. All time. There was a time in my life where I watched that like five, six times in a year, I remember. And it was numerous years after it had come out. That's a fucking great movie. Oh, oh yeah, I think that's Will Ferrell's top three. I think that's one of his most underrated sure. movies that he's in. Yeah, and you know, I don't know how he would have been as uh, Doctor Bus. True. Yeah, not as good as John C. Riley. No, he's. Perfect. Whoa, let's get to a break, dude. Hey. You're on McKay's side. Sorry, uh, Will. No, I'm on John C. Riley's side because he is excellent as Doctor Bus. And we don't know who Doctor Bus is. It feels like or right. any of these characters. But I just see John C. Riley now. He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> great, great yeah. actor. I mean, perfect storm. But also, Jackie Moon just made an appearance with. Uh, Clay, Clay Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Sure. Got him back shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Two days before the draft spectacular. Hell yeah. A man that'll be covering the draft for the NFL Network all weekend long. It is a joy to chat with him every time we get to on this show. It is awesome to watch him on TV because he always brings positive vibes, good energy, and he holds a football at halftime oh, yeah. better than anybody else in the yeah. booth. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, NFL Network analyst, voice of Madden, Charles David. Yeah! Oh, what's up, man? Man, it's good. It's good to see you again, Pat, and everyone else there. Hey, guys. It's good to see you guys. Hear hey. voices. Hey. Hey, real quick before we get started, Pat, I love watching what you're doing with WWE and the whole deal. Who was in the gorilla position that night? Oh. I just want you to know I'm up on some of this stuff. <laughs> Look at you. That's a great question. That's a real insider question. But uh, Vince McMahon, obviously, there was in the gorilla there. <laughs> and uh, it is a dream come true over there. Are you a wrestling fan? Pat, I grew up when when I grew up, it was the WWF. Yeah. Before the WWF, they were still dividing up territories. Vince was doing a lot of the TV then as the as the play by play guy. The old man was still around, but they were in the process of taking over the territories, getting up into Canada. And back then, it was the AWA, the NWA, the WWF. Superstar Billy Graham when he finally beat Bruno San Martino for the title. When Bruno held it for about eight thousand years, <laughs> I could go on and on. I remember, I remember. Your NWA territory down there, right in the south. You were in the south. I, well, I was. I grew up in New Paltz, New York, so I grew up in WWF territory. But when I went down to school, now I was into the NWA, and that was the Nature Boy, and yeah. and, and, and then and uh, you know Wahoo McDaniel and. You know, I didn't know you were a fan. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, I, I, it makes a lot of sense why I enjoy you as a human. And by the way, I think you can you can tell whether or not somebody's into wrestling by watching them operate and how they handle things. Usually, a lot more positive when you just view everybody as a work. Like everything's a work, basically. <laughs> and it, it's not good because there is reality that happens. But it's hard for me to get upset about. Oh, that's a good bad guy. Like Ben Simmons right now. Hey, that's a good heel. Yeah. He's a good heel right now. Everybody hates him. Uh, let's move on to the draft, though, Charles. We can't wait to hear your coverage obviously we have you on on tv here during our draft spectacular the number one overall pick it felt like it was locked in for like two months now all of a sudden some sharps are betting on books and odds are changing quickly trevon walker going to jacksonville now aiden hutchinson probably going back to michigan to detroit what can we believe what can we not believe and what are your thoughts on the top of the draft charles I think what you can believe is that it is a race between Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson. I don't believe uh, Ikki Aquanu 
and Evan Neal are involved in it, even though that was floated out there by by the Jacksonville people, which was smart. You keep the <laughs> speculation going. You let everybody chew on it, talk about it. It keeps you talking about the Jaguars and the team. But I really think it's the two edge rushers. My first mock draft was probably a month plus ago. And in my first mock draft, I put Trayvon Walker at the top. And you can imagine the consternation Ooh, of that. Oh, no yeah. big deal. Hey, go. Now, no big look, deal. It wasn't because, it's not because any incredible insight, <laughs> all right? It is when I do a mock draft, I want it to be plausible, meaning it can happen. In other words, all right, I'm not going to have the junkyard dog going number one, <laughs> all right, in the draft when he's not ready to go, okay? But number two, does it make some sense on some level? And it did because – I've known Trent Baalke as a GM for a long time with the San Francisco 49ers. I've seen his drafts before. Trayvon Walker fits the traits that he likes to draft. Guys who are on the move, rising up, great physical traits, and in his mind, maybe he thinks his ceiling might be higher than Aiden Hutchinson's. We will find out. But I put it out there because it was a little bit different than others, and I'll be darned that over the last month, as you noted, it has gained momentum, and I think it's a real thing. They are having that debate. And I'm leaning towards Trayvon Walker coming off the board first. Hey, how good does that feel, huh? Everybody puts out a mock, Charles. Everybody puts out a mock. That felt good. I got a third. I got a third one coming out tomorrow. Oh, hey, Mitt's got his uh, fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Our office has uh, uh, one person that has made a mock draft this year. His name's Mitt. His dad actually special teams coordinator for the Raiders. Now he's grown up in the NFL. I mean, he's Hold a little. A he's a little that, flighty. That's your dad? Tom McMahon is not my dad. No, no, that's Mitt's no, dad. No, I know that. I, I knew that. I knew it was Mitt's dad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Mitt's dad. Yeah, and he's been making mock drafts pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, pretty good, the amount of information that you can find hey, on these po- guys. post-show, can we change exchange numbers? I need to get in on this. No, no, no. Charles, you, you, we got to introduce you to Mitt first. We don't need Mitt. And also, we don't know how Mitt's mock's going to do. How long have you been doing the mock draft? Ever since you started covering the, the draft? And is this yeah, one of pretty, your favorite pretty, things? Pretty, pretty much. And, and, you know, every year I've got it down to where I do two to three a year now. You know, in the old days, you would be mock 8.7.25, you know, and, and now now, now I've got it down to about three, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. But I will say this. I'd be surprised if you meet anyone out there that has a really high degree of confidence in their mind. <laughs> yeah, this year's crazy, right? This year's a lot different than most years, right, Charles? How long have you been doing the draft? This is my 16th year, I believe. This year seems to be a lot more uncertainty. Am I wrong in thinking that just because no, it's recency you're bias? Not, you're not wrong. It kind of reminds me a little bit of 2013. When we only had one quarterback go in the first round, that was E.J. Manuel. Geno Smith, we thought, was a lock to go in the first round, and he didn't go. And that was back when we had a Radio City Music Hall. And, you know, just like now, you're going to have the first-round guys there. And sometimes you get fooled. And Geno didn't go on the first night. But to his credit, and, you know, everybody's got the cool suit for the first night, right? Oh, yeah. No one has a backup. There's no backup (laughs) suit. There's one suit. So Gino had the suit, and to his credit, he came back the second day. They went out and bought him, like, a sweater and a tie, and he came back the second day, and when his name was announced, he walked across the stage. It showed me a lot of class because a number of guys, when they don't get picked the first night, they bounce. And I'm not saying it as a criticism. It's a tough thing to do. But Gino stayed my mind. Kevin King in later years, the corner for Green Bay, Mm -hmm. he stayed came back the second day, and he stayed when about four or five guys bounced and didn't stay. So it tells me a little something about the kid. I'm not dinging the others, 
but I, you do get an extra check mark when you hang around when, when it's been a rough day for you. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of torn. Not torn. I don't think the guy should go, like, unless you're 100% sure, because there's right. no reason to end up as that. But also, it's a dream come true. You know, like, the draft is something that every single player that has ever played football since they were kids is dreaming about getting their name called into the NFL. It is, it is just certainty that everybody wants to be there and experience it but there's obviously some you know embarrassing moments go back aaron had a long night yeah, yeah, yeah. baker mayfield no johnny manzel yeah. had that brady uh, quinn geno smith brady quinn remember, you guys remember leland mcelroy out of texas yeah. a&m electric leland no he had a really right he had a rough one too where he was the last <laughs> one and he didn't go into the i mean it was a tough one and it's heartbreaking but this is where i give commissioner goodell some credit because starting with brady quinn as the slides really begin, he will get them out of the line of fire. He'll get them away from our cameras and take them back into his personal room. Well, that's very nice of him. And and he did that with Brady. Like, that was the first time that happened where Brady was happening. All the cameras were on him. He sent his people. They got Brady. And then he finally got picked at 22 to Cleveland. But the tough part is when you think you're going top 10, top 5, and you go later, I still remember Brady's face. I consider him a friend. I hope he doesn't mind me saying mm -hmm. this. But I didn't see any joy that day. The joy was washed away. Yeah. When he got picked at 22, it was pure relief. And he looked like, what's the old expression? <laughs> you know, rode hard and hung up wet. <laughs> it was rough. And I felt for him. I mean, we all did because he was in that position where he thought he was going. That was the Ted Ginn year where he thought he was going nine to Miami. And Ted Ginn got picked, and the whole place exploded. Hey, that could happen this year, right? Nobody knows what's going to happen with the quarterbacks. No what one is, knows. What is your feel on the quarterbacks? There's uh, Who's all going? Malik's going, I believe. Pickett. Pickett's Pickett. going. Pickett. Corral's Corral. going, I think, yeah, to the Ritter, draft. And then Ritter, maybe those And But the over-under on uh, quarterbacks drafted in the first round is at three and a half, Pickett. I believe. Yep. Kenny Pickett is not coming to the draft, I don't believe. Oh. No, it's, I, I didn't, it's I didn't just see Corral. his name listed. It's just Corral. I can't, I can't say with certainty on the others, but I'll tell you this. My speculation is this. The quarterbacks in last year's draft, you remember when we talked then, we knew those five were going, and we figured 15 was the bottom bottom number that all five would be gone. Oh, yeah. That's exactly when it happened. Mac Jones went at 15 to, to, to New England, and he gave, it, he gave that strut up to the stage, one of the great walk-ups to the stage ever. But we I knew agree. they were going. The only intrigue was when Chicago traded from 20 to 11 to get Justin Fields. But that was really about it. It was just a matter of who went where. Carolina passed on a quarterback. Denver passed on a quarterback. Denver's rectified by getting Russell Wilson. How does Carolina rectify because Sam Donald doesn't look like he's working out? Mm. Do you now take a quarterback that you have a lesser grade on at six? Do you try and get out? I don't know who your dance partner is. Who wants to come up to get a quarterback? I don't think there's anyone really that's desperate to say, I've got to go up and get this guy. So you don't have the same thing. So I feel like Carolina, my first two mocks, I gave them Malik Willis. I'm not confident in that at all. I feel like they're going away from quarterback. But Pat and guys, on draft night, if the person who signs all the checks walks in and decides he wants a quarterback – Guess who gets picked? Yeah. Now, yeah. that's yeah. what we have to find out on draft night. Do you Are you able to hold your discipline, hold your board? Like the famous story about Jerry Jones with Johnny Manziel's name in his hand, and they tackled him and wrestled it out of his hand and turned in Zach Martin. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened? 
that's that's the urban legend. I think we like the story so much we want it to be true. Oh, okay. <laughs> but let's be honest about it. Couldn't you see it happening? Yeah, Johnny, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be awesome, especially Texas guy. Let's <laughs> yeah. get him back oh, yeah. in here. Bring him home. Family's from oil money, I believe, just mm -hmm. like my family. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, he's supposed, <laughs> to, be he's supposed to be a cowboy. He is supposed to be a cowboy. I think what you're saying is echoing the sentiments of everybody. Nobody has a clue what the hell is going to happen this draft. That's why night one could be interesting, could be boring. But for those quarterbacks that are going to the draft, man, good, everybody's going to the draft. Good luck out yeah. there. We'll get him. Hope you all get drafted number one overall. Go ahead, Ty. Charles, because there's not really that uh, that clear cut, like there's there's been people saying that this this draft has uh, very few first round grades on guys. Do you think some teams are more likely, like we're hearing the Packers are interested in Debo Samuel and Darren Waller? Do you think teams are going to be more keen to trade for existing guys in the NFL, or do you think we're not going to see very many trades of uh, current players? Well, I think we've got to take it outside of the realm of just where we are now. It's already happened. I mean, we've seen the trades. Devontae, you know, Devontae Adams has gone to New gone to the uh, Raiders. Tyreek Hill's gone to the Chiefs. What? Right? Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson got his way out of Seattle to Denver, which what? was a big move. Trubisky has been signed by Pittsburgh. What? A lot of these moves have already happened. Can there be a few more? Baker Mayfield certainly hopes so, <laughs> but I think that he has not helped his cause over the last two weeks, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Could he be Carolina's target? Could that be the one? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be traded? I'm not as bullish on that as before. They can handle the contract. The one I thought that would be in play that I've heard nothing about is Jordan Love and Green Bay because I thought once they re-signed Aaron, would that now be the time that some, hey, we'd make Jordan Love available. By the way, Everyone's great on Jordan Love for this year's draft would be higher than the guys who are in this year's draft. If you take last year's draft, and I'll speak just for me, uh, the top time. five quarterbacks that went, add in Davis Mills who went to Houston. That's six. All of them would carry a higher grade than the first quarterback in this year's draft Damn, by evaluation. Charles, what is and it? That's why, why is we're it? seeing those moves. What is it? Just talent, you think? Not the, the not being able to get to the NFL, the lower ceiling than everybody else? What is it about these quarterbacks that have such a lower score than years past? Look at last year's grouping, and, and, and you've seen them up close and personal, haven't you guys? Is Justin Fields not a monster when he walks through the door? Oh, Hell yeah, they're done. Okay, when, Tre when Trevor Lawrence comes through the door, once you get past the hair, you realize he's 6'5", 230 pounds. He's a kid. Okay? Going down the line with that, we don't have that same this year. Malik Willis is 220 pounds, but he's six foot tall. Matt Corral is a little bit over six feet tall. Kenny Pickett's big year was this past year where he had more touchdowns this year than he had the previous four combined in terms of throwing them. But I don't ding him for that. Just, you know, Joe Burrow blew up like yeah. that. Yeah. Zach Wilson blew up like that. Yeah. But yeah, physically imposing quarterbacks, not like we had last year. They're more like Mac Jones in terms of whoa. physical stature. Oh, whoa. kind of. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Connor but, you saw, has but you saw how Mac performed, right? Yeah. You put a team oh, yeah. around them. You get results because those guys know how to play. Yeah, and when you fought a 15, by the way, it's a lot different mm -hmm. than going number one overall in team Absolutely. quality in that Changes entire everything. I think quarterbacks literally, they want the payment of number one overall, but God, every single one of them would like the team at 31. You know, and that's Dan, just. Dan Marino went in the, the mid 20s. 
man. He had such a right? quick release, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a quick release. Back at University of Pittsburgh, too. He had a good time. I uh -huh. wonder if he looked into that. That's probably why he fell into the mid-20s yeah, or whatever. Be. Miami was perfect city for him, though, yeah. from what we yeah. heard. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Charles, uh, with all the things you do, you also are the Madden analyst. And, uh, oh, no. Oh, here, the here Oculus. Go. Look, go. I, I got to ask. In okay. three, two, one. <laughs> the Oculus actually just released a game for their VR headset, virtual reality, to play football. And uh, let me tell you, it looks unbelievable. Are Madden and the people over there kind of worried, shaking in their boots a little bit? And are we finally going to get the Madden game that you and we all know the people deserve? I wasn't shaking until now. Now I'm terrified. <laughs> I would be. I had I had no idea, and I'm not trying to be tongue in cheek. We've had this discussion before. What you know what we do? But here's the thing: I do know that the guys are trying, and, and the women who are working on the game, they're trying to get there. They're trying to do all those things. You keep throwing the Oculus at them. That's a heck of a motivator, isn't it? Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. Competition. Here That's we right. go. Competition. They got Lamar hey, it's Jackson. Like when someone tells me they're coming for my job, I'm going to work harder. Right? I'm not saying anyone's coming for anyone's job, but when you hear competition, I know that the EA sports people, my colleagues, they're going to rise to the occasion and be ready to go. Let's yeah! go! Woo! I like that. I'm excited for the Madden community. I, I don't play, but a lot of people do. Love it. And it seems like every year it's the same thing. Now we got a little competition. EA Sports send the game. Well, Gonna take that thing all the way up to the top. Yeah. Let's get it. Hey, all right, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go, man. Charles, I love your mindset, man, by the way. And, um, you know, nobody's coming for your job, dude. Nobody can do what Charles Davis can do. No. Nobody no. can do nope. what Charles Davis can do. Never. Hey, what, Pat, Pat, what was that thing in your in your left hand, that little that little pole you had? What is that? What's that? Like this? A baton. Did you, yeah, that bad boy. It's a black pencil. Ticonderoga number two. It's funny, when I saw it, you know what I was thinking? What's that? Burgess Meredith is the penguin. When he had, remember he had, remember he had the long cigarette holder? Hell no yeah. Way. Yep. No way I remember that. <laughs> yeah, what is this? What is this from? That's Big the long. The old Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bat it's like the, uh, yeah. oh, the, the extended the, the smoker. The Bip, Bingo. Oh. Corella DeVille. Oh. Yeah. The cigarette holder. I got it. Now, this is just to throw around and write uh, notes down, but the Extendo Smoke thing, I think I saw that on Titanic as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Very Gatsby. classy. Yeah, Very that, classy. They had that and Gene Rayburn with the long mic on Match Game. Remember that old? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then Bob uh, uh, Barker also yep. had that as well. Bob Barker. <laughs> hey, I don't want to give away too much movie magic, but I believe that does not work. What? <laughs> yeah, How do they, they do it? They just have a click on. Oh, you've got to be shit. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this to people, but I have to. Yeah, that, that was just a prop. The uh, God oh, damn it. The lav mic. Yeah, the mic was right there on the oh, shirt. Oh, no. Yeah. Pat, we're we're going to hear about that. We just shattered dreams. I right know. <laughs> but I want everybody to feel the way I felt when I learned it. I was devastated. Okay. I was fair. absolutely devastated. No, how do you feel? All right. And right after that, they told you the Easter Bunny wasn't real. Whoa! Kids watch this. Oh, did I say that? Jeez. Oh, what, that on here? oh, let me guess. Charles Davis is going to go after a tooth fairy next <laughs> Ruin all the dreams, Charles. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Charles, you as a former DB, I have to ask you because the uh, steam is starting to pick up as on Derek Stingley to go yes. as the number one corner instead of Sauce Gardner. I assume you've watched the tape on both of these guys. Who do you see going first? I think Sauce is still going to go first because the body of work over the number of years in Cincinnati just kept ascending. And people like, and I hate the word safe, because sometimes it damns a guy with faint praise, right? Safe doesn't mean you're not great. 
but they feel like he's taking care of business. He's on his P's and Q's. He handled the combine and the posting interviews like a champ. Man, man showed up in a business suit. He did all the right things, plus performed. So I think that he's still going to come off first. But I think Derek Stingley's the better corner. I think he's the most talented corner in this draft. I think he he reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore coming out of Ohio State. And for people who are of a veteran vintage, Lem Barney with the Detroit Lions in terms of footwork and action. The problem is that was 2019. 2020, 2021 were not the same. But he had a Liz Frank injury last year, a foot injury. I think a lot of people thought he kind of shut it down last year. Truth of the matter is, he hurt the foot in camp, tried to go against UCLA in the opener, and it was a bad day, and people never understood it. Truth starting to come out that he tried to play through injury. And by uh, the way, did you see him? Uh, you see his his uh, pro day? Well, he and looks apart again. And he was quiet about it, right, Charles? I that's a big he, deal. I don't think he gets out of the top ten. Charles, I think that's a big deal. It's quite that's just rolling out now. It wasn't like he was making excuses about being injured. Yeah. That, that probably he, goes he even. He took the hit. He took the hit, Pat, and he moved on. So you got to give him credit for that. He didn't come back and say, well, you know, my foot was killing me that day. He just took the hit. Now it's out. People know about it a little bit more. It's starting to happen. But, you know, I go back with his father to arena football league watching his dad play. So, you know, you go back through all this, but I think he's the most talented corner in the draft. I think when he's on his game, he's the best corner in this draft. And that's no no knock on sauce at all. He's a terrific player. But if you ask me, I'm taking Derek Stingley. I don't think both I don't think either one of them gets out of the top ten. All right. Well, good luck to all of the potential draftees. We hope you all get paid and live your dream. Good luck to yeah. you, Charles Davis on TV out there in Vegas. It looks like you're already out there, yeah? Yes, already out here, ready ready to go. We'll get some rehearsals and stuff in, and uh, there'll be showtime on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Hey, you know, hey, you should go in there confident, Charles. You yeah. Sound, yeah. Hey, you sound good right now, Charles. You sound good. The haze Thank in the you. barn. Haze Thank in the you. barn. You're ready. road work in. Yeah, let's oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL Draft, uh, NFL Network Draft Analyst. He'll be on TV all weekend with us, uh, Charles Davis. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. He said Madden's getting better, too. He brings good news. That's yeah. huge because the game has been the same for about 15 years now. Why don't you give him a fucking break on that, dude? Look, I got to ask because if you don't ask, then how's it supposed to change, Tony? Right. It's true. He's right. I can't argue that. That Madden's going to get better because the Oculus is coming for that ass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a great question by at Boston Connor. Always a snooper for the betterment of the Madden community and we appreciate that with that beautiful mullet on your head Ty Schmidt is here as well sitting next to Connor at the toxic table one half of the hammer done Cowboys 10 Diggs is here his uh, partner in gambling crime at Bubba Gumpino how are you boys doing are you guys winning losing NBA 3-0 and last night. The old uh, first five kind of took me down last night. Tough oh. night on the uh, diamond, as they say. Well, so, do these baseball pitchers still stink because they can't cheat anymore with that uh, gorilla glue they were putting on their fingers? Uh, yep. the, the checks Only have one. gotten pretty light. There is a rumor going around MLB that the ball has been deadened. Yeah, it's not juiced anymore. They killed the ball. The ball is mean? dead. The juice, runs are the juice down ball era is down. Everyone's trying to do the launch angle, but now the ball's dead, so it doesn't work anymore. No more long balls. <laughs> Hold on. I think, and this is going to sound incredibly um, arrogant, but I believe I was a part of announcing that the balls were juiced publicly. Yeah. 
with Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart, who was a catcher for the Reds. Yeah. Tigers now. Yeah. So now he's with the Tigers. Golden Glove, I think he's with He has been, yeah. Yeah. From Indiana. Mm-hmm. Cool dude, too. Been oh, able yeah. to hang out with him a few times. Obviously, he's a baseball player, so he's on the road for a thousand days at a time. And I think he lives in Arizona in the offseason, like all the baseball players do, whatever the case is. We get along, we have a relationship. Something happened in baseball. Had him come into the studio and I talked to him. And he just casually said in the conversation, he was like, Well, also the balls are brand new that we're using these balls because he touches the ball every single pitch he throws it back and the balls are exploding it's like a juice ball almost chatted about that made some ripple effects on the internet and then it felt like like five six months later it became like an entire investigation or something like yeah that. once the playoffs started they basically confirmed like yeah the balls have been juiced this year so that was an entire thing and mm-hmm. pitchers hated it i assume yeah just because, i mean you know you're throwing that hard the baseballs are juiced as is like there's going to be more home runs and stuff like that and then i think on top of it when they started the sp- whole spider tack thing it's like well juice if the balls, balls are and juiced we can't, and we can't do this right. shit then there's got to be some sort of because you they know. were glistening right they were a little bit more shiny which means they were probably a little bit more slick which probably means that they needed more of that uh sharp spider tack spider tack right. stuff or mm-hmm. whatever it was so that's what this off season they're like all right we'll get rid of the ball since you guys don't have to use this anymore we'll get rid of the juice balls now it's a dead ball now baseball stinks even more than it did before wow yeah. i can't believe they fucking Gosh. found a way to ruin it even more no way to go bob no <laughs> juice balls now you know what you're gonna get boys will be back on the sandwiches in no time oh you're oh, saying yeah. oh, we got some oh, back to steroid era oh, right. joining us now a man who appears to be on every single steroid possible yeah. but he says no way yeah sure. joining yeah. us uh college right. football national champion a super bowl champion a Ryder cup champion and a COVID survivor ladies and gentlemen aj hall what's going on aj Hey, Goopy's right. Either let the dudes juice or have the balls juiced up, and that, that will bring more eyeballs to the sport. Yeah, let them use the little spider tax stuff, you know? The, the pitchers? Yeah. yeah. Let them spin it. Let them spin it. Hey, It's got to be weird with the juice balls because every team, all of their pitchers hate it, but then all the, the batters are probably like, yeah, but it's pretty sweet to hit against these things. Hey, sorry about it. <laughs> Sorry about it, dude, but they're probably so slick, the balls. Because what? They're just juice, right? So, for instance, a kicking ball – you would like it to be much more inflated than deflated. You want this thing to be as hard as possible. Like, um, you know, whenever deflate gate was happening, everybody was chit-chatting about whether or not, because I was in the, oh, did you get to feel the ball? No, because quarterbacks have their own ball and they have their own thing. Kicking ball, you would want that thing as hard as possible. If you have a strong leg. If you don't have a strong leg, you want it to be softer. But you're wanting that thing to be juiced. You want that thing to be beat up, the leather to be, you know, very smooth, very slick. You want it to be as filled up as possible so you can indent the bladder and send that son of a bitch as far as possible. And the harder, you know, it's indented, it's like a tighter rubber band. The more slingshot will come off your foot, the further it will go. So the harder the ball, the more juiced up the ball is. If you can indent the uh, bladder and you have a strong enough leg to, that ball's going to go much further. Probably just like baseball ball coming faster, that ball's going to go much further. So what they do to the balls, they just had a completely different style of makeup of baseball, or were they rubbing them down, making them shine? Or what much they, harder? And is the core harder? Were in they the juice adding ball? air to yeah, them? Or they it must have had to be something like that. I never felt one or anything, but like Tucker Barnhart said, you know, I mean, if a catcher can feel it right away, like, oh, this baseball's different, then there's something going on. I went, and who made that decision? Who who makes the baseball here? Who is this? Wilson? Wilson. 
So somebody from MLB had to go to Wilson and say, hey, this is what we're thinking. We're thinking make these balls just a little bit. And don't tell anybody about it either. Yeah, yeah, just make them a little bit better. So somebody had to make a whole decision to make an entire factory different, right? The go the process of making yeah. the baseball. Mm-hmm. And then they just had to get rid of that now for this season. That's that's deep. No, that's deep. Uh, no sport quite gets in their own way like baseball does. Well, I think they have to because it's so goddamn boring. Yeah, no one likes it. We're talking about this. We're talking I mean, about- soccer kind of does as well. Whoa. 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 Okay, Beautiful so game. Th- we're talking about all these things. So baseball, soccer, golf, all created when there wasn't shit fuck to do. You know? Mm-hmm. Hey, how do we make this as long as possible? Well, that's kind of boring. Who cares? Who cares? No clock. It's tough when there's not a clock. I know soccer has one, but they actually don't. <laughs> they, they play an actual 90. Okay? They don't want to stop Maybe the they? clock. Well, if the ref likes them or not. You know, it's depending yeah. on the, the ref oh, How much time is left? I don't know. It depends on one guy. He holds all the control. Or no, they she, actually put up a Jesus. sign, and it says how much time's left before it hits 90 minutes. Yeah, when, but I no, believe. When do they put the sign up? At 89 minutes? Uh, 88. 88. And I believe the ref exactly. does make that decision, okay. by the way, because of his clock that he but. has. Refs make or decisions she. in all sports. Can you talk to the ref? Can you talk to he or yeah, she? You can say, hey, ask how much extra during time the game. You can go, how much time we got? How much extra? You can ask during the game. Remember that guy during that? Uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'm fighting that? Okay. okay. <laughs> that guy was awesome. That's... I think the refs in soccer are much more approachable than other, other sports, mm-hmm. but they... They get handsy with the refs in soccer. There, there's a lot of, hey, we ain't going to do shit because we are soccer players inevitably, but, hey, we're going to get up in this type of thing. Yeah, it's oh, a lot yeah. of face. disagreements. And then, ah, you know, full flop around. But anyways, all those sports, so long, so boring. And that's because literally life outside of that was much more boring at the time. There was nothing else to do. So baseball adding the juice balls, I think, was their answer to the summer of steroids when everybody loved baseball. They're like, oh, everybody wants to see home runs. Let's figure out a way not for them to eat all these things. Here we go. This is a normal ball. You have a outer yarn, then you have you have a cotton thread outside of an outer yarn, then a middle yarn, then you have the center in an inner yarn and a pill. Average weight twenty five point three four. Then the juice ball, live ball. The center gets bigger. Go back to the other one. Go back to the other one. Does that look bigger? The pink. Though the ball is lighter. Light. Yeah. This part is heavier. On the outer yarn. So they had to do a full research on this. Mm-hmm. So you could yeah. also uh, fuck with the laces, whether like if the laces are higher, there's more drag. I was reading about it. Uh, and also if there's not as many laces, you don't get the same spin rate. So this was an entire strategy, mm-hmm. though, by the MLB that they had to go to Wilson to do and tell nobody about it. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball is the best, dude. Baseball is the best. Wild. Here's another sport that needs to be a reality show. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of playing the games on primetime, just do the reality show of all that shit. And have Bob go to Wilson and say, no cameras. No cameras. We need the balls to fly further. Tell you what, if you, if you uh, <laughs> peel open out. a baseball and you hit the middle part, that thing goes a country mile. Also oh, trying to get it closer to the middle part. Yeah, if, if you, I mean, it oh. takes a long time if you peel off the cover and unravel the fucking all the string. It's a lot. Hey, of does cork in your bat actually work? Remember when guys yeah. were doing that and they would check their bat? Like Sammy Sosa, I believe, got caught once. Yeah. I think it makes your bat lighter, but still is powerful. Yeah, I think it, it, yeah, it jumps off the bat yeah. a little bit more. But I don't think I don't think it was ever you know the trampoline effect that oh. big of a deal. Oh, hey, really? next year so the like home it. run derby, they should use metal bats. I can Go hit the ball 9,000 miles. <laughs> oh, my God. Put Metal it in bats a... are crazy. These, like kids, I, My son's in third grade. He uses a scrub bat. There's kids that use $400 bats on his team. Where's, that, uh, where's it at next year? Is the stadium right by a river? 
You put that thing with a river in the backdrop, like if that was in Pittsburgh and people were just bombing it into the boats. Yeah, yeah. San Fran. What a home run derby that would be. Yeah. Hey, AJ, look at you thinking for them. Dodger State. I mean, they might not get enough outs, though. They would hit it like their pop-ups would easily go out. All right. Cool. Let's move along. Let's, that's this a lot of talk about baseball. Oh. <laughs> baseball stinks. Yeah, they don't do See, outs What do you anymore. mean? World Series is right around the corner. 150 <laughs> games from now. Yeah, yeah, give or take that. a little less. Football like, starts 147 for maybe. each team. Yeah. For each team. Can't watch the Reds are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. It's well, be the yeah. owner actually said, what the fuck are you going to do about it if they're not? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You're not going to watch them anymore? If we continue to stink? Oh, fuck you. Who are you going to be a fan of? Nobody? <laughs> All right. Do it. You got nothing else in this city when the Bengals are done, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what the owner said. That's what your Reds owner said. That's what your guy said. That's, no, that's not my Reds owner, but yeah, he is the owner of the team right now. Bob he's the son of the owner, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's part of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's next in line. Yeah. He's People Prince. want Marge shot back? Wasn't she a bad person? Bring Pete Rose back. She had a lot of questionable things. Well, it feels like a lot of owners. Yeah. She had a big dog she'd bring around, though, I, I used to see. Really? I, you said I don't know who you're talking about. This is the previous owner <laughs> yeah, of the Reds. Reds. Back in the day, back when they were rolling, yeah. She's a good owner, though. Don't let him take no. you down. This gets very toxic. Do not. She was not yeah. a good owner. No, I'm not saying anything good about her. Oh, so the dog did something, obviously. There's no reason for him uh, to bring up the dog. She was a real piece of oh, shit. Dog. What'd she do? She's, she said and did a lot of terrible things. Why? Why? What's your deal? Why you always got to walk she, me down these things I, that I don't I'm know anything Ohio. about? Okay. <laughs> this is a very Pittsburgh-centric show, so a lot of things you talk about. Oh, Maple <laughs> Ave and Dick Hockey. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Maple Avenue. <laughs> when I grew up as a kid, I would remember seeing and hearing people like, can you believe Marge shot? Like, this is crazy. Like, what she would do and say. I don't even know all the specifics, but I know she did and said things that, you know, what? were not that great. With Maple Avenue, I don't know what that is, but let's get back to Marge. Mar okay, Greenfield Ave. What the hell is that? Uh, I mean, that is... <laughs> Big Mike used to reference that a lot. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is something, yeah. all right? But that, by the way, you, you were making fun of this show, and then you referenced something that happened at the Packers. Okay, neither here nor there. Don't have to pick apart flaws in your argument, but let's talk about Marge here. Marge was the owner of the Reds. Despicable I woman. Wife. I yeah. think her husband owned it, died, right? Yeah, I believe so. So she inherits it now. Look at me just like uh, Ted Lasso's team. Sure. Yes. Over there. Yes. Okay. She's, I'm the captain now. Mm -hmm. And she was a bad owner. What'd she do? Wow. She did terrible things about her own players. Yeah. Times, I, think. I think she's very, very racist for one. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, but she's deader than shit now. So thank God. You know? Yeah. Well, Say la vie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like this. I'm surprised the son didn't say this in his like owner. Well, you want Marge back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm surprised For real. how he was going. That's, <laughs> that's his next promo coming. Bob Nutting, the owner of the Pirates, he just, he's completely quiet and lets mm. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, he just lets them get beat 16 to nothing. Marge is, Nick, Marge is 21. Oh, uh, ended up being 21. 21 to nothing. Yeah. Boys are 8 and 8. Let's. Hey, yeah. They lost 21 to nothing. Wait, that was a baseball game happened? That, that happened? was 21 to nothing. One Fuck the Cubs. Beat well, the Pittsburgh Pirates. One bad game. One bad game. We were at eight at least oh, yeah. other ones. I mean, eight and eight. Pirates stink. Sell it, team. Anyways. What the fuck are you going to do? He's, he's still a Pirates fan. This guy, there's no reason for him to be a Pirates fan. Diggs likes sports. He likes competition. Mm -hmm. Love the city of Pittsburgh. He should hate everything that this nutting guy has done to his Pirates. But just like the owner of the Reds said, what the fuck's Tone going to do? You going to root for another team? <laughs> exactly. He's not. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, owner stinks, but I love the team. Can you name four guys on that team right now? Yeah. Jason Kendall. He's not on the team. Right now. <laughs> I wish. Barry Bonds. Kendall right now. 
Those are glorious. Jay Burnett. Oh, man. McCutch. Yeah. Put that on a squad. Starling Marte, fucking Polanco. Josh Bell. Josh Bell. Jeez Louise, dude. Neil Walker. Hey, he used to hit a ball country mall. He used to use a metal bat and that ball would be. Oh, yeah. Neil Walker, Pittsburgh kid, made good. Uh, Let's talk about some NFL stuff. John Lynch. uh, Okay, actually, we should talk about the Packers first. The Packers allegedly were asking for Darren Waller as well as a first-round pick alongside uh, it for Devontae Adams. Now it's coming out via reading the news and clauses and everything like that that a franchise tag player cannot get traded for a basic-ass, regular-ass on-contract player. Mm. It is in the rules, so it would have been nixed to begin with, but allegedly that's what the Packers were asking for because the tight end market obviously lower than the top-end wide receiver market. They would be okay with paying Darren Waller, which is what you would have to do not okay with paying Devontae Adams and you get a number one wide receiver in return now that obviously did not happen the rumors of it still potentially taking place maybe on draft night are out there Ty Schmidt's getting excited I believe Packers fans are getting excited and Derek Carr said lol (laughs) put your little fucking cheese heads on a sad face because there's no chance of that happening AJ your thoughts of this entire thing that's a game changer if the Packers were to get him and there has to be some sort of fire with all this smoke that's coming out from this i would hope or maybe uh, i mean first off does does Derek carr have that power to shut down a trade if someone or shut down like this happening yeah one tweet dude josh yeah, way, it's great when this cat was popped up i was probably like ty i got excited i was like you know what i started picturing while we're running routes up the seam and oh, yeah. just whoever they put on him he's creating huge issues and opening up other parts of the offense so i think it would be awesome if they can make it work but i'm sure it's a lot more difficult than we think hey darren waller Draft night, Friday night trade, maybe during the spectacular. They said a second rounder is what they're thinking it will cost. He's $6.8 million and then like $7 million or something the next two years. I forget what the exacts are, but it's not a lot of money. He's going to want to renegotiate that. We assume that is why he is leaving or thinking about leaving the Raiders because if you're the Raiders, why would you ever fucking move on from Darren Waller? You just got Devontae. Now you got two guys that are going to command a double team, and you got Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs in the back, and Derek Carr is on a new contract and offensive line. Why would you want to get rid of him? I guess it would mean that he's probably looking for a new contract now like hey i deserve a lot more than i'm currently being paid and maybe the packers can afford it maybe they can but jarvis landry is still a free agent darren waller over there lazard who's a dog, a dog he's over there i mean that all of a sudden becomes a very like oh shit the packers offense is all the way back even though they lost the best wide receiver in the game that is just what the draft brings though that type of hope aj like that type of hope is in a lot like for instance why don't we fucking bring in darren waller? yeah, yeah and then we get jarvis landry and then we got mo alley cox still there jonathan taylor in the back i mean there's like so much of that in are you next- saying are you saying all you have to give up for darren waller is a second round pick that's, that's what they were saying yeah. allegedly those that's are the it. reports i'm doing that right now right yeah. yesterday yeah. yesterday and AJ. i'll tell him hey yeah don't worry we'll take care of you too after this season we'll most likely re-up you as well yeah you'll say that you'll tell him that or you'll actually do that it sounds like you were like kind of setting him up for, t- like, he has he has two years left no you come out here and you are darren waller you're gonna get the deal you deserve actually here's a deal all right here's the exact deal you will get we will even modify it for the current uh climate of tight ends if you get this amount of yards this amount of touchdowns we accomplish this here's the deal you will get we cannot give you that right now because we don't know you all right we have no idea hey how are you going to like Green Bay? Are you going to fucking like being in Green Bay? It is very cold up here. Are you? Uh, is it just going to become mm-hmm. something that's okay and then move along? I feel like that would be fair, but nobody would agree to that. They want the deal before they get traded, I think. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, for sure. That's what I assumed. Yeah, Packers fans obviously would be ecstatic with getting him. And that's, you know, they picked up a se- another second round pick from the Raiders. But the whole, I, 
like you said, why would he want to leave unless he's unhappy with what he's being paid right now? And you would assume that whenever this trade is completed, that he's going to want a new deal right away. And I was always thinking that the Packers weren't going to do this, but people keep saying like, well, they they offered to pay Devontae, so they may, maybe they will actually like look into doing something like this. Mark Marvin said draft night could get interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Was that after the Devontae Adams trade, Darren Waller thing fell uh, through? Thought it was after. It definitely was after Devontae got traded. He said Mark that. Murphy spent all last offseason sending emails telling the Packers fans Aaron Rodgers is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. This offseason, he learns that he may be trading Devontae Adams for uh, Darren Waller. The league says can't happen. Mark Murphy then says to everybody, hey, draft night could get interesting. Okay, don't mm. you worry about that. Wow, Darren Waller to the Packers draft night. That's crazy. Yeah, that would be insane. And then Charles Davis just mentioned it. You know, no one else has really said it, but then there was also a report that came out today who knows how accurate that is, that the Falcons might be in trade talks for uh, Jordan Love because, like you mentioned, Jordan Love's got a higher grade this year than any of the quarterbacks. Oh, draft night could get interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, we'll have Aaron Rodgers on the draft spectacular. At what point in the draft is uh, TBD? Okay. Was actually... When do you think? When do you think is best? Um, do you want to have him on when the when the Packers pick? That's what I I thought. That was my initial thoughts. But that does that potentially first pick or second pick? But or both. That'd be like yeah. a two hour appearance. I mean, <laughs> also you know you never know. What if we have him on before then, and then all of a sudden the Packers trade up and he's on the show? Wow. They're yeah, picking. Do we want him? To, we don't want him to be on the show while the pick happens, right? Just out of like friendship. Respect. Respect. That's what I thought. Yeah, pro- I mean, what do you think, I AJ? I don't know. I don't. Do you think he would care? I doubt they're going to trade up and draft a quarterback this year, but you never know. <laughs> He's your best friend, dude. It could get interesting, Mark. Wait, wait, you guys saw what we did with Jordan was wild. Wait yeah. till you see this shit. Kenny, 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 pick it. So there, hey. So allegedly, the um, Wonderlick test isn't a real thing anymore. The NFL's not using it, which is cool. I guess I don't know. Are I've, they still taking it? So people could elect to take it or not. How do these scores get out, and how accurate are the scores that get out? I, I, I would like to know that as well. Because I saw a couple scores from this year's quarterback class that we don't need to broadcast just yet because let's talk about this or not. How do these scores ever get out? Because back in the day when the Wonder League was forced upon everybody, it was like nobody's going to know this but the NFL teams. And then all of a sudden some fake scores got released, and it was like, well, is that trying to paint the image that this guy isn't as smart as he is, and is that all a smokescreen because another team wants him? It was almost always utilized as a weapon against the player. Is that why the Wonder League was taken away, you think? Because I assume there was some good stuff you could find out from that test with people. I I guess, but, I mean, what, are they worried that they're going to embarrass guys or change their – their draft status if it does leak out. But do we even know if any of the numbers that ever leak out are like official that someone really confirmed this is what they got? And I think that's the problem with it completely because every year numbers get out. Every year it's, the, it's what the players tell people too a lot of times. Like, what'd you get? Oh, I got. I don't think so. Score? I got one less than a perfect. Well, I don't think so because the numbers that usually get out are the ones that make guys look bad. Yeah. yeah good so point. I wonder like if the NFL and the NFLPA came to an agreement where like, the Wonderlick, we, the only time anybody ever hears about the Wonderlick test is whenever it's used against one of our players. Why would we continue to have our guys use it? It was never, you know what I mean? You remember like Pat something from Harvard got a, uh, a perfect score. Patrick. Uh, Ricard? McMahon? No. Dad. <laughs> Somebody from Harvard got a quarter, a perfect score, allegedly. Never hear that talked about. Right. Ryan no, Fitzpatrick. Right, no, Fitzpatrick didn't get a perfect score, did he? No, it was Pat. He was 
McAnally, who's a punter. Thank you, Mitt. There it is. Uh, thank you. But Ryan Fitzpatrick did go to Harvard. Yeah, Patrick McAnally is his name? M-C-I-N-A-L-L-Y. Yeah, he got like a perfect uh, score. Irish fella. Nobody even knows he exists. No. Yeah. So like the good, the best uh, wonderlick of all time, nobody's ever talked about. But you'll talk about Vince Young's wonderlick. Right. You talk about everybody else's wonderlick. On a, and this year, there's a couple quarterbacks that are low. And I'm like, is, is this dude just a big dumb dipshit? Or is this number completely false to try to bury a guy? And I think that's why the wonderlick was maybe taken away from the whole process. So do you... Do players have the option to take it now? Do you have to pick one or the other? Is there another test? I know, wasn't it Justin Fields had some test oh. that he did really well on that they've been giving guys lately? Yeah, oh, that that's the Goldman, Goldman standard. standard. Uh-huh. Goldman. Yeah. yeah, that was just done privately, though. That was out there at like the okay. quarterback summit. That so why would you take the Wonderlick, though, if it's optional? Why would you waste the time? Because I wonder if they're like painting it as... You know, like you don't have oh, this to guy take likes it. to compete. Okay. Yeah. Allegedly, some st- some teams still like to have that information. Which, by the way, they sh- I. If I'm putting a team together, I would like the Wonderlick, but I'm also not going to leak the score and try to ruin somebody's thing. But I think the Wonderlick is a pretty good, you know, if somebody's too low, they can't read. That's just if they, they either didn't read the questions or they can't read. And either way, not a good situation, but at least you understand what's going on. If the score's in the middle, it's like, okay, maybe their critical thinking is a little. You know, maybe they're either a slow reader or their critical thinking isn't that great. But if somebody scores a pretty good score, it's like, all right, on a 15-minute time clock in a time crunch, they were able to figure out pretty standard, you know, piece together questions without overthinking it, able to make decisions. Like, my brain was right in the right spot for Wonderlick. Like, I am a, I was a good Wonderlick taker, and I think it's like critical thinking, test taking, stuff like that. I think you can't get from it, but... Only fucking negatives are always said about it. Like, as soon as I saw the list today, you yeah. know, was sending to the group text. My first thought, I looked down at the bottom, I'm like, oh, this is a fucking idiot. Guy's right? a big dumb dipshit. Wow, <laughs> what is this guy? Like, That's that- the only time it matters, I feel like. like. If someone has a great score, like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, they should have a good score. And then if it's a terrible score, they're like, okay, what are, we have to be worried now. So it's it's almost like a lose-lose. Yeah, I don't. I hope players just say... Uh, Players are going to get bullied into taking it regardless. Players say, put me on the board. You think I'm dumb? Put me on the board. Tell me what you want. You want me to draw up? What? Offense, defense? I'll do I'll do yeah. whatever you want. That's what the wonder it should be. They should change to that. Well, I think they do that as well. They do that in the, in the meeting rooms. They do that to guys. Yeah, they'll put them on the board. Because remember, they're trying. back in the day, there was like no rules trying to get the amount of information yeah. that they were trying to get. Wonderlick, yeah. this board, the questions we're going to ask you are going to be absurd mm-hmm. we're gonna to try to learn as much as possible now it's becoming all mandated and regulated but guys are still trying to earn a job so if a team's like hey will you take this uh we had blah 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 take it we had blah 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 take it we're yeah. wondering if you would take it like every guy's gonna take that yeah you know every every single guy that is looking for a job is gonna take it interesting the whole process there john lynch says he can't ever imagine wanting to move on from debo Mm. But the issue is, he said wanting there and not needing to. You know, Ian Rappaport's been talking to us at length about this entire Debo Samuel situation with the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, Ian Rappaport reported that at the pre-draft press conference, 49ers GM John Lynch was asked about wide receiver Debo Samuel. As part of his response, I can't envision a scenario where we would move on. And also, he's just too good of a player. Mm. Yeah, it's true. He can't envision a scenario right now. 
But I'll be damned if in the NFL scenarios don't just pop up out of the blue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And things happen all the time. We're not saying that John Lynch is looking to move on from Debo. There's no way their team gets better if you lose Debo Samuel. Nobody is saying that. But the last time we chatted with Ian Rappaport, he listed off like three to five reasons on why the San Francisco 49ers could potentially look at moving on from Debo. And I wonder, whenever we listen to him, we're like, oh, that makes sense. He doesn't want to be there. Okay, that, that makes sense. They can't pay him. Uh, that makes sense. They feel like they have to move on anyways. Okay, that makes sense that they're going to get something in return as opposed to just, you know, him leaving the roster. That makes sense. That could all easily be how John Lynch paints the picture to his fan base after he trades Debo Samuel if he has to. So I'm not saying the Debo Samuel situation is signed, sealed, delivered, he's gone. But, boy, it really does feel like Debo's probably on the move, AJ. Well, John Lynch, I mean, it's, it's probably smart what he said. He's kind of protecting himself because... He obviously, I guarantee you, he wants Debo back, but he may already know. He knows more than we know, so he may know, like, hey, it's it's not looking great right now for Debo wanting to be on this team. So at some point, he's going to have to really start entertaining those offers. And they're in the middle. They're in the middle of negotiating with Debo, probably. Now, granted, there was no offer on the table, but publicly, everything Debo says is going to the Niners, and everything the Niners say about Debo is going right to Debo. You know, so if he says he's too good of a player, I couldn't envision us moving on. Like that's him also, I think, trying to recruit Debo Samuel back into the fold, mm -hmm. maybe. You know what I mean? Like maybe hey, whatever team whatever team trades for him, do they have to trade for the owner of that club as well so that guy can go there and run a club, whatever the new city is? Francis McAnally or whatever his name was? Martinelli. No. Francis Martinelli. I was guy. close. Patrick McAnally. Perfect Wonderland. <laughs> yes. He's punter quarterback, I think, not just punter. Was he punter? receiver. Oh, wide receiver. Nice. Freak athlete, this guy. Francis, I believe, had a pretty good wonder look, too, when it comes to running a club. 12 years that place been over. Yeah, so wow. that guy can also do it. In Miami. In Miami. Yeah, that's, that's not an easy place to survive. No, it's it's a club time. And it's 12 years in, and it's still going. That place was packed. Debo's in there hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> no I mean, big that, deal. He's probably not the only one. I wonder if Tyreek maybe and two of them, you know, strolled on down there. Oh, nice Francis would have had it on camera. Oh, yeah. that's true. He would have been yeah. in the club, yeah. So we know him at all. That's a great um, point. You think Debo's moving on? Uh, I think if the Niners really like somebody who's a wide receiver and they can get them in the top ten and Debo doesn't want to play for him, then you probably have to. Todd, you think Debo's moving on? Yeah. Tony, you think Debo's moving? No. Wow. A nay in the barn. Make him sit. He's, 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 <laughs> he's too good. Four Niners aren't going to let it happen. Really? I'm with Tony as well. Wow. I'm with you guys. I'm with Hammer Down guys. Really? Yeah, you guys are champions. I'm going to ride with you. The Hamadam boys are some good gamblers. Good gamblers. Champions of gambling. I mean, honestly, I mean, first five got them, but we're, we're trying to learn a new baseball here. <laughs> Do we have odds on where Debo's going? Because I'd like to gamble on Didn't it. the uh, Fandle put out odds, but we're not oh, allowed yeah, to gamble. Right. They're, they're not allowed to put because it's regulated too hard. But if they were to put out odds from the Irishman that was on the show yesterday, John Sheeran, who, hey, he gave out his pick this morning. Did you see that on Twitter? It's fucking no, who? John Sheeran, the head odds maker for FanDuel. Were you on what with pick? him yesterday? Yeah. yeah what pick did he give out? Oh, he liked Aiton uh, to score 20 and a half or more tonight at minus 110 because he felt bad about how bad he buried the Hummer Don boys yeah. Yeah. on the show. So he said, here's my favorite pick of the night or whatever. And then as soon as we could read the tweet, his book, the one that he's the head of, already moved it to 21 and a half. Right. He was like, oh, I love it at 20 and a half. And then he got a FanDuel Sportsbook. He goes to 21 and a half. It's like, wow. hey. No shit, pal. Yeah. All right, John. He's like, oh, sorry about it. You know, sorry. You got to do your thing. They moved it back to 20 and a half because we did mm -hmm. complain. And that okay. is, 
you know, good power by him. He has the yeah. ability to do that. That's why when he comes on and makes a pick, we have to assume that he's probably right. He has a good feel for something. Well, I better not be wrong because that if, if, if I'm promised a layup like that, you know, he said he had that great stat, like he took 34 shots in his last game. If that doesn't hit tonight, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have some questions for John Sheeran. Oh, the next time he comes on, yeah. on Hammer Don, he's not coming back on this show. No, no way. No way. He's a good guy, but I would like to take every dollar from him. Yeah. Uh, a guest joining us here in the next coming moments is awesome. Did you hear about this? Did anybody give you a heads up? That Bob's coming? Yeah. Did Bobby text you? No. Zito texted me. Oh, okay, Why? awesome. Well, no, I'm just, I didn't know if Bobby, as soon as I texted him, just sent you a text. Yeah. Like, See, hey, not, dude. not about this, no. Not about this. Oh, or not yeah, that he's coming on. No, I mean, I saw Bob a couple of days ago. I talked to him all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, the man who saved Big Ten football, the general. He has a morning show in Columbus. He works for OutKick, I believe, on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest owner of uh, heating, plumbing, plumbing, plumbing cooling, air and conditioning, conditioning yeah. HVAC uh, company in Columbus, Ohio. Also electricity. Ladies and gentlemen, General Bob Carpenter. Yeah! Boys? Boys. Oh, geez. General? I'll give you the salute. We got it. Thank you, Thank General. You, sir. Thank you, General. Hey, thanks for saving Big Ten football a couple years ago, General Bob Carpenter. We're, we really appreciate the way you rallied the troops. Hey, uh, Mr. McAfee, I'm a pl pleased to have done it. I'm almost as pleased as I was to get a chance to watch you out there in the ring oh, showing off some athleticism that I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know that you had that. Well, and frankly, I don't know if I could even do some of that stuff anymore. Well, so, man, not. I'm giving you a salute on that one. Oh, thank you, Bobby. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a little, you know, I'm a quiet athlete. I, I just keep it quiet, you know, because I've spent most of my life around much greater athletes. So I just kind of, you know, I just do my thing, slip in, slide in. I appreciate you for watching, though, General Bob. I'm sure big Tarzan Carpenter could get his big ass out there, oh, yeah, flip yeah. around, a couple mm -hmm. peacocks out there. I'm sure the body still got it, especially I saw the ad you did on the Internet. You're like a 25-year-old all of a sudden again, aren't you? Well, you know, I, I try to stay feeling good. I try to stay in shape. I got to keep up with my man, AJ. I mean, that might be your next quest, Pat, to see if you can find a way to get AJ in there, come, coming out as your ring guys and as some sort of tag team support, wow. you know, at the next big event. I know he, he tries to play it straight, uh, straight <laughs> but we won't let him be the straight guy. No. He'll be the heel, just like me. Yeah, oh, Bob, you're oh, the heel, yeah. bad guy. Sometimes you need a good bad guy, and General Bob's joining us here from Columbus, Ohio. I guess Wilson and uh, Olave are the two top wideouts in this entire class. You had eyes on them, obviously, for the last couple of years. What are your thoughts on the Ohio State class this year going into the NFL? And what are your thoughts on the draft as a whole, as a former first-round draft pick uh, to the Dallas Cowboys? Cowboys. Oh, yeah. So happy about that, 25. <laughs> Yeah, you know, both the guys, they're, they're really good. And that's obvious. They're, they're mocked in the first round. But they're a little bit different. You know, Garrett Wilson's he's kind of, I would say, maybe a little bit more of a complete receiver. He's great with the ball in his hand, great run after the catch. Uh, you can watch him go contested high point footballs everywhere. I was a little concerned about his speed coming out. But then I watched him go run a 4-3, and I'm like, all right, well, that's pretty much gone. And then you look at Chris Olave. He has great linear speed. He's phenomenal at the top of his routes after 10 yards. The guy can dust anyone. He does a good job in his short-range stuff, too. But he's one of the elite deep ball trackers that you're going to find coming out and probably coming out in the last five to six years. So both of these guys are going to make two teams and two quarterbacks extremely happy. 
good Bob, I, I know uh, you, uh, of course, you cover all different Ohio sports on your show. You talk about the Browns a little bit. Do you have any idea what is going to happen with Baker Mayfield? Interesting there, Bob. Well, number one, you know, I hope that he can recover because his statue, the likeness of it, is about as good as Cristiano Ronaldo's. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a side-by-side with those. Like That, that thing was brutal. Um I, I think he had the sleeve on his head. <laughs> you couldn't see the sleeve. The sleeve. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was the sleeve. Oh. Yeah. I don't is. know if it's still helping that much, man. That's, that's a rough. <laughs> He's got a rough. statue, though. Yeah, yeah. statue. That's cool. That, is cool. that is a terrible he does. statue. The thing is, that's the problem. You're going to be dead and gone, Pat, and that statue's still going to be there. That's how people are going to remember you. So when we get well, a maybe. statue of Pat McAfee, no, no. we're going to have to make sure that thing's looking a lot better. You well, want it to be an enhancement of yourself. Well, that ain't going to happen. If I get a statue, people are going to tear that thing down pretty quick. Go ahead and kick that thing right in the face. But that whole Baker situation has been fascinating. Aside from the statue looking nothing like him, and that not being his fault, it being the artist's fault. But there's been a run here of interesting situations for Baker Mayfield. Last season, he's incredibly injured, right? But he plays through it, plays every game. They stink. They're supposed to make the Super Bowl. They got dads of players on the team saying, get my son the fuck out of here. Then that guy goes and wins the Super Bowl somewhere else. I mean, it has been bad, bad, bad. Then the offseason comes. There's a little bit of a disagreement. He once traded. They say we don't care. $230 million to another guy to play your position. We don't care if you want to be traded. This is something that I'm not sure anybody could be built to handle. But Baker Mayfield, the way he operates, certainly not built to handle this, I don't think. With his the chip on his shoulder, how he is himself, he's naturally going to be emotional. It's just a very interesting situation that involves $18.5 million. And nobody has the answer right now i think not even the browns or baker mayfield bob do you feel the same way so it's, it's amazing pat that you picked up the chip on his shoulder and that historically for athletes you know guys are sitting here when you feel like you've been disrespected it's a great thing but here's the problem with baker he was the walk-on and then you know he earned a scholarship you know transferred around he was never supposed to be the guy but then he wins a heisman trophy and then ultimately he becomes the number one overall pick and at that point, Pat, you're no longer the underdog. You can't have the Tom Brady, the Tony Romo chip on your shoulder. Heck, you can't even have a chip like Aaron Rodgers who fell you know, almost to the end of the first round. You went number one overall, and you were the Heisman Trophy winner. So I think his probably his biggest problem is he never adjusted his mentality. Like He still had like everybody's out to get him deal. But, dude, you're the man. They've coordinated you, the man. You just got to act like a leader. And so it's, he's maneuvering through this right now. The reality is that $19 million, I don't think anybody wants to pay for it. And so if the Browns trade him, people that I've talked to in the NFL who need quarterbacks, they're looking like, hey, if we're going to trade for Baker, they're going to have to eat at least 10 or more million of that because we can't justify playing a guy right now for who's on a one-year deal when we could go maybe draft another quarterback who we think maybe isn't quite as good, but it won't have the high price tag that we're going to have to pay this year. So I think this trade, won't probably happen until maybe after day one or day two or heck it might have to wait until the summer until they realize maybe someone they drafted doesn't work out. They only got $1 million invested in Deshaun Watson next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're taking into account that they're probably going to have to pay Baker's salary regardless if he's on the team or he's not on the team. But barring a suspension, which could come, I guess, at any moment for Deshaun Watson, they got Jacoby Brissett there mm-hmm. as well that they brought in. You'd assume that they're comfortable with him maybe mm-hmm. playing instead of Deshaun fascinating to see how it all plays out and uh i don't envy baker mayfield's position at all but that's a fascinating take by you like hey 
you got to start acting like you're a guy now because you are a guy. So when he publicly came out and was disgruntled and happy and there was drama and blah, 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 you just hope that that doesn't happen with the face of your franchise. Maybe Baker's next stop will be his best stop. Who knows? Go ahead, Ty. General Bob, I know he's a Michigan man, but Aiden Hutchinson was, you know, the for sure number one pick basically for the entire pre-draft process. And now the odds are kind of flipping around and he's maybe not going to go there. He's going to go back to Detroit. A lot of people are saying that his, you know, his athleticism, he's more athletic than both of the Bosa's, all that kind of stuff. Do you think there's any reason that he is kind of starting to slip down or is he is he really one of like the few can't miss prospects in this draft? So, you know, I, I love the term slip down. Like we're like talking of going from one to two now. It's just like this cataclysmic drop. Um, it's going to come as preference at the top. You know, Trevon Walker is a really good player from Georgia. He didn't have a ton of production. And so as a, as a coach, as a scout, as a GM, you look at that and you're thinking, why? Why the disconnect here? You know, the guy has all these physical traits, but yet he doesn't have quite the production. He played on a really good defense, so I understand there's a lot of guys getting the football, but he didn't really stand out probably as much as he should have. I, I like Aiden Hutchinson a lot. I'm not going to say he's as athletic as the Boses because those guys, to me, should they stay healthy, are going to be both in gold jacket consideration one day. But if you draft Aiden Hutchinson, I think you'll get a guy who makes some Pro Bowls, a guy who's a 10-year dude. I, I equate him a lot to my guy, A.J. Hawk, over there. You drafted this dude, Whoa. you're going to get a stud for a decade who was going to show up first, be a grinder, be a tempo setter, do all the intangible things outside of being a productive player. Because that's a dude that you want to play with, Pat. You you know what it's like. Yes. When you're playing with crap birds, man, and dudes that show up late, come in drunk and all that nonsense, you don't care how good they are. You want dudes like your man A.J. Hawk over there who coming in there with their crew cut ready to rock. Hey, no shit birds around here. Uh -uh. No shit birds around here. What's that, A.J.? That's right, Bob. And you were drafted in 2006 by the Cowboys. Now, what was it like with Jerry Jones there? I think anyone that hasn't been in Dallas, I'm always curious. What like Jerry is so involved. He does the pressers in the locker room after games. Like, what was it like having him around? And was he there like day to day throughout the week? Well, you know, Jerry's the only owner. I think if you look at this, who was actually able to buy the team and then make himself the general manager. Like that would never fly today. But back in like '88, '89, when he purchased the team, like you know what? I'm going to buy this thing. I'm going to be owner-operator. Like I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to hire my dude, Jimmy Johnson, and it'll all be good. So he's just held that title ultimately since then. It's been it's worked out well early on, and they've had some success. But the players love him. I'm telling you, both of you guys would have loved playing for Jerry Jones because it's whatever, whatever you need, man. If you're a good player, he's taking care of you. You've got opportunities in the city. He's always around. And – Maybe the coaches don't necessarily quite like that as much. And, you know, it takes a special dude, like your your dude, Big Mike, AJ, to be down there with him and to be able to handle that. But as a player, man, you love him. He's coming out there Friday morning, looking all fresh and ready to go. Got his nice designer jeans on, little custom tee. And, like, you're like this is our owner, man. This, he's a dude. He's one of us. We can go hang out and have a drink afterwards. He is – that stadium, we were got a chance to be inside of it for WrestleMania down there. Oh, yeah. And they put us – Last minute, we needed a studio because we didn't have internet or Airbnb. They put us in the Champions Club. Oh. It has been open for 12 years. It looked brand new. Yeah. Every part of that stadium is gorgeous. And I'm like, I'm talking to the people from the Cowboys. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. They're like, oh, you should see the uh, training facility. The Jones family's uh, expectations are really high. So everything that he gets talked about football-wise, have his hand in everything. And, and I don't think anybody ever gives enough respect. The business that dude has run and that family has run is... Is so massive. Cowboys are 
like the creme de la creme of business, I think, when it comes to professional sports. He never gets credit for that, I don't think. Pat, every stadium that's been built after Texas Stadium, what they did with Kroenke out in L.A., the stadium up in Buffalo, Minnesota, like, dude, Jerry's the one that builds those capital packages and puts them together, that pitches the cities, that pitches the state. Like, he is a visionary. He is a marketing genius. And here's the best part. You were in that Champions Club. They've got that super long bar. They put our player lounge right behind it with the families after the game. Well, you know what, Pat? That, that door would kind of be unlocked. You could just kind of slither over there, have some drinks after the game, mingle with some of the suite owners. People would go back and forth. It was the 2009, the year that thing opened, man. I'll never forget. I watched a dude walk in with a drink, and I'm like, where'd you get that? He's like, dude, on the other side of that door. I'm like, what? We were like, how much was it? I'm thinking it's stadium rates. I'm paying 20 bucks for a mark. He goes, bro, it's all free. I'm like, this is the greatest day in the world. <laughs> you got open bar after the game? Yes. I'll shake anybody's hand you want. I'll take pictures with anybody. I got all my friends, my family in here, and we're having a great time. And the Joneses do it right, man. They take care of their players. The facility is second to none. And make no mistake about it, dude, they run the city of Dallas and the state of Texas. Well, hopefully they'll win some games. You know, that's mm-hmm. all everybody wants. Just want to win some games, says Jerry Jones. Go ahead, Boston Connor. Yeah, General, obviously you saved Big Ten football. Have you thought about possibly setting your sights on the USFL and maybe putting the helmet on and going to save that Hell league yeah. as well? You know what? I, I kind of looked at that, and they've got a couple guys that are over 30. I was trying to talk age into it. I know he's got the commitment with you guys, but we could probably work our schedule around you know, it's only like 10 games. You know, maybe sit out a couple of practices, have some vet days. Wow. You know what I mean? Better listen, eat chicken some... salad. Yeah, I don't like chicken salad. Oh, no, no, listen, we'll be good. Hey, salad. listen, here's the best part. My man, Age Pat, he'll pack his own lunch. He's a guy, he'll bring two <laughs> grilled yes. chicken breasts, no seasoning, maybe a turkey sandwich, and probably a shaker with some muscle milk in. Like, that's going to be his Hell lunch yeah. right there. The dude has been eating the same thing for the last 20 years that I know him. If you want to get real exotic, he'll bring some barbecue and put it on there. But that is Oh, you mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. All the time. Hey, Bob, I literally just brought this up yesterday. I said, what do you eat every day? He goes, I eat chicken and uh, I eat, it's real simple. I eat the same thing every day. I eat chicken and whatever I want. <laughs> that was his actual answer. He was so offended and he's so pissed uh-huh. off about answering that question. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Just eat whatever works for you. Yeah, but you eat the same thing for 20 years. Not everybody can do that. Like you might. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that I'm not a foodie, that I don't really care. Like it doesn't really affect me too much. The worst part is, Pat, his wife, Laura, you got me. She's a phenomenal cook. You've been over the house. You have this beautiful kitchen. They cook all this food. And you know, she'll have all this great stuff. And AJ will go over there. It's like like his chicken breast. Like he's like a a, like a prisoner. He goes and gets his little grilled chicken breast. <laughs> Nothing else with it. No seasoning. It. So she false. makes these elite elite meals. They're absolutely tremendous. And my man just goes over there and like eats some sliced turkey, some sliced chicken. And he Pat, he's been doing it for the twenty years I've known him. I think he did it probably ten years before that. It's one of the things that I truly respect. Like. They said Einstein wore the same clothes every day so he wouldn't have to focus on what he had to wear. I mean, Steve. I, I don't know if he's on fully that level, but maybe we're getting close. Okay, so let's get back to – by the way, I've witnessed him do the same exact thing. And, mm. you know, his kid Axel's eating chicken cordon bleu that his mom just made. Mm-hmm. Damn. And uh, AJ's over here just fingering up some grilled chicken that he just <laughs> pulled out of the microwave. Anyways, it, it's <laughs> worth it. You look amazing. You had a great NFL career. Have you watched any of the USFL as a guy who uh, played in the NFL, follows – 
you know, obviously high-end football. It's t- yeah. These spring leagues are going to be tough, Bob. It's going to be tough for any of them to catch on, I think. You know, I, I honestly believe that. I, ho- I hope so. It's good for guys to get film and get another chance. But these are tough games to watch. And I, I don't know necessarily why, why it is going to be so difficult, I think. The players? Is that what it is? I think it's players. Well, uh, it, the NFL, think about this. Football is the only sport where there's no minor league. Like, you either go to college or you go to the highest level. You look at the NBA, you've got the G League, they have Europe. You look at baseball, they've got minor leagues. You look at hockey, they've got minor leagues. Soccer, there's a bazillion leagues. The NFL, man, you're either there or you're not. And so for guys who need a little bit of time to develop and need some time to season, this is a great opportunity for them. Now, the reality is, like, the play isn't going to be as good as the NFL because there are expectations for that, it being the highest league in the world and what it does and doing it better than anyone else. Man, it's going to be tough to get to that, and it's going to be tough to be that close. I have watched it. For me, you have to understand what it is. You know, it's, it's not the NFL. It doesn't have the passion of college because you don't have you know, generations of your family that have all been watching and following it. So what I think they need to do, you know, if you look at what Vince did with the XFL, man, you, you don't want to go super crazy with it. But you got to give it some entertainment elements. You've got to give it Savannah something Savannah bananas. Else yes. yeah. Yeah. bananas. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm all about. Give me something else that I'm not going to watch. Like, like what, Bob? Do you have an example? Like what would you like to see? Some kind of gladiator kickoff? Like what do you want? Here we go. I don't know. Maybe barbecue on the chicken. I mean, that's all. I'm <laughs> just, just That'll blow Adrian's mind. A little, little, slice, little <laughs> slice right there. I don't know. I mean, I, I like – you know what I loved is when they – if you could get in the coaches' headsets a little bit more, take people yes. behind the – Behind the scenes, you know, when they had, uh, I think the AAF, the AAF before when they had the replays and they had, remember the guy in the box and they're talking through the officials like, hey, I may not agree with you, but at least then I can appreciate what you're looking at. So giving you kind of a behind the scenes look, because you know it's not as serious. And then you always got to pull in the gambling element, Pat. I mean, if I can bet on it, it's worthwhile to watch to me. It's tough to bet on those games because it is tough. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get. Hey, has anyone checked? What's the final score of those games? Are they high score? 10-4. Two safeties, a touchdown, and a field goal. No, I have no... No, it's Lower, it is like I yeah, I think it's like ten three, like sixteen mm. something. I think Six, we, you always say the defense is always ahead first, you know. And once the offense catches up, it's like the first couple weeks of camp, right? True, is that we're looking at true. See ball, get ball, a lot easier than imp- implementing systems oh. and stuff on the offense. Maybe the well, USFL will get better. Here's the other thing too. You got to remember, the NFL has a hard time finding thirty two good quarterbacks. So who do you? Oh, that yeah. is the most vital position on the oh, offensive yeah. side. And so if I'm one of these USFL coaches, hey man. Scrap the pro-style stuff. Yes. I might just grab a college quarterback. We'll get some dudes that can run. And you know what? If you're 30 and you can't play anymore, Pat White. all right. But but you get a chance to like, – Pat White, like, you know, Tim Tebow-type guys, maybe guys at JT Barrett at Ohio State, a dude who's not great throwing. But you know what? Maybe you can work on that while you're continuing to get better. And we'll just go back to college style. Jason's outside with a yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's out there, T's and P's. I mean, honestly, I hear chainsaws right outside. Goddamn outdoor games. We're fixing the USFL, and all of a sudden, Jesus. we're hearing a. My. I got God. that. That's nice. Is somebody dying right now? Holy shit! What the hell's going on? Cutting through some rock. I'll check it out. Sounds like a disc grinder to me. Probably yeah. sixteen grid on there. All right. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-four grid down there. A little, a little pretty diesel. Go ahead, Tom, please. Uh, Bob, you saved college football. We talked about you potentially saving USFL. Let's not worry about that. There is an institution in Columbus that um, we need to restore the great name of. Um, have you and AJ potentially thought of bringing back the glory days of the Chop House before Urban ruined the Chop House with finger guns? 
Where's the finger guns? Wow. We go all the way there. We're, guys, we're going deep. I mean, with the finger guns. <laughs> literally, literally, literally. So, I mean, the chop house is good. I mean, it's still there. We can cruise on out. I mean, I know that's one of AJ's favorite spots. It's kind of a meeting point, Pat, kind of halfway. Knew it. Uh, there for what us. It stands for. It really is. And here's the thing, man. You just have to get AJ greased up a little bit. He's not a big early night guy. But once you can get him going a little bit, get him in the right frame of mind, it doesn't happen all that often. It's kind of like you know Haley's Comet or a Lunar Eclipse. But if you can catch it just right, put him in the right frame of mind, right situation, you get the lovely Miss Laura cranked up to about a 10. Then you get to see the dude just out there thriving at the Pine House. Well, I can't wait to see him at the Pine House, the Chop House, and the Finger Gun Store. We're going to have to make that happen. Uh, speaking of businesses, congrats on your new van. Hell yeah. That thing looked <laughs> amazing. You. Congrats on the business. Have you always been in the HVAC plumbing and electrician uh, business, or how'd this start? You know, my neighbor, you know, he has a big commercial Jesus. line. And, you know, my brothers are kind of involved in, you know, different things. You know, it's construction. He's got a great little shot of it down there at the bottom. Man, I appreciate that. No problem. And so it's like, hey, we want to get into residential servicing. Columbus is growing a lot. Hey, we started talking about it, trying to find some solutions. So, hey, we'll wrap this van up. Get We've got about 10, 10 more that we're working on right now. This, the wraps take forever, man. And, you know, guys, with the digital stuff, getting oh, things yeah. finalized and figured out. We've been working on this damn thing for about six months is, my man AJ looks like he's hotboxing over there, dude. You got to get that vent vent turned well, on. Well, the vent sinks and the vacuum taking it up. breaks. It's I mean, taking it's a right up to the, the, the vent. That's the problem. It's perfect. Problem. But yeah, we got that rolling, dude. So excited to provide some service in Central Ohio, and uh, pretty juiced up about it, man. Yeah, Do you drive the vans, Bob? I'm going to pick Cullen up from school in it today. He might my, my uh, second grader requested yes. that that picks him up in the van. So we're going to have it for a little bit longer as I cruise over to go get him. Are you going to wrap the rest of your cars with the same thing for good commercial, good marketing Please. around have Columbus to. or what? Yeah, I could talk to the, uh, the lovely Courtney. I don't know if my wife's into driving car. a car. With a wrap my mine. face on, yeah, we could wrap, we could wrap you, know, wrap up the truck and get that thing free rolling. gas. Some, yeah, we we'll get you some free gas. That'll be perfect. You know, burn some heaters with the arm out the window. Hell yeah. for the marketing. Yeah. Cool. Talking. I love. I that. like that. Remember, That's we a had great some, idea. we had a couple people in our high school. All of a sudden, they showed up in the school parking lot and they had their car wrapped with some business, and it was like. The fuck? And they're like, yeah, I was paying my gas. I just drive around with this thing. I'm like, that's a great business. How do, yeah, I, idea. How do I get into that entire thing? And then it kind of just disappeared. I assume that none of them got paid. I assume, mm. I assume that took place. <laughs> I assume they were all hustled and bamboozled. Maybe that's what we do around Columbus, though. Let's get that thing. Let's make sure you're the number one company in all of Ohio. Hell yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that, man. Well, hey, this is doing miles for that, Pat. I appreciate it, man. You know, the amount of people that I run into. So I teach a, I teach a class at Ohio State. Uh, finance professor? class, just yeah, general professor. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of little titles that are that are thrown around there. General MD. And the amount of my st- students who like literally like, all right, you guys, at the end of the first class, you have any questions, come up and see me. They're like, hey man, when are you gonna be on Pat McAfee again? Oh, like, that deal you did with AJ. All the, all of them watch it, dude. It's unbelievable the following that you have here in Central Ohio, and uh, these dudes love it, man. They love you and AJ. So I, I earned like a lot of street cred as a cool professor. You know, kind of like the cool, like the cool teacher and Saved by the Bell. That was me yeah, coming up and talking because I got a chance to be be involved with you. Hey, well, let's do something for those kids all together now. Oh, H, I O. Shout out to everybody that's listening and watching. We appreciate it. We have no idea why you do, but every time this guy's on, it's electrifying. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, he saved football. He's got the best HVAC plumbing and electricity in all of Ohio. General Bob Carpenter. Yeah. Hey, Some officials 
abuse their power. That's true. True. You know, in all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am very lucky to be associated with the WWE in mm -hmm. WWE SmackDown every Friday night on Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern. There's just a couple things that happen over there that I'm not really too pleased with. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because off camera, off air, there are some people over there that are just like the nicest humans of all time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when the light goes on, they become despicable. Jeez. Whoa. And I got an open mic right in front of me, and I'm just like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. One of them just so happens to be a WWE official and just had an opportunity at the title last night that she made for herself, obviously. Okay. Uh, okay. Abuse her power. Off, yeah. out of the WWE, incredible person, in the WWE, quite a despicable human mm. uh, being. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE official, Sonya Deville. Sonya, what's up? Pat, I'm impressed that was quite the intro, but despicable is a little harsh, I think. You are. You abuse your power. You know it. Everybody knows it that watches. You throw your weight around, your classic middle management, and nobody likes it, Sonya. I'm just telling you what everybody else is saying. I'm, I'm the guy that'll do that. Pat, people, people are envious because I have this perfect balance between competitor and WWE official that allows me to pretty much do whatever I want. And people are envious of that, which is understandable. I would be, too. No, you wrote those rules. That's not in your job description. You forced that into happening. Like, that's the thing. Like, Adam Pierce, good WWE official, kind of takes himself seriously, wants the best for the show. Not you. No, no, no. Come on. You, Sonya Deville looks in the mirror and says, how do I make this show the best for me? And I, don't, I think you should be a full-time competitor, not WWE official, but that's neither here nor there, Sonya. You know, the, the rules are up for interpretation. I wasn't given a handbook when I was given this role. I kind of adapted and, and, and worked on the fly, and made decisions that I thought were great. And I think I'm doing a great job. So it's okay. I'll just put myself over over here. Hey, you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing great. Um, Sonia, thank you for joining us. You're the best. I enjoy the hell out of you. Out of the WWE, obviously, in WWE. We, we don't have to go back into it. You know what I mean? Uh, let's talk about your life. You're, hey, you're battling for the championship right now in the WWE. Could you have ever expected this whenever you chased the dream of becoming a wrestler? Now, you abuse your power, obviously, as general uh, official for the WWE, but you're in championship conversations now. You're doing, hey, down at Radio Row, we saw you do everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking superstar right now, Sonia. Is this a full dream come true for you? It has to be. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I started in the world of MMA and I was always into acting. And so when I found WWE, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the culmination of everything I've ever wanted to do in life. So I'm living out the dream and being able to be a WWE official and an in-ring competitor. It gives me a lot of my time, which is like fulfills my creative need and my acting need. But then it also allows me to be a competitor and, and be the fighter that I am. So it's kind of like the perfect world combined. How'd you get into mixed martial arts? You were just beating people up in school and like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to learn how to do this better. Or what, what happened there? That's exactly what it was. No, You're no. a bully! Whoa. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. For the record, I was not, and I actually didn't get in fights in school. But, I mean, I would stick up for my friends when they would get picked on, maybe push a couple people up on lockers. But besides that, um, I, I was a lover, but I played sports growing up, every single sport. And then... It got like monotonous and I was like, I'm not going to college for any of these sports. Like I'm not gonna go pro in any of these sports. I wanna do something bigger that's gonna contribute to my future. And so it was when women's MMA was kind of at the brink. Um, you know, Ronda Rousey wasn't a thing yet, but there was like Chris Cyborgs and, you know, and Strike Force and, and Elite FC and all that. So I started seeing women fight and I was like, I wanna do this. I'm tough, I'm scrappy, let's go. And so I found a local gym, started training and then kind of moved around the country to the best gyms. and. 
started fighting. And then uh, WWE kind of recruited me for the reality show Top Mouth, and the rest is kind of history. Oh, you're such a badass, dude. Jeez. Has anyone no. else taken your path where you're an official and then you're you're working your way in and you're gonna you know you're gonna be in there full time eventually? I hope. Like, has anyone else done this? Did you like model this after somebody? Um, Stephanie McMahon is the most notable female to ever do it. Obviously, um, Vince McMahon's daughter. She's an amazing on-screen um, authority figure who sometimes gets her hands dirty. But uh, the duality of like full kind of like part-time in-ring competition and being an official, I don't really know that it's been done by a female in this way. Um, so that's why I do take a lot of notes from Stephanie. If you look back at her work, I mean, she's done some amazing things. The infamous Stephanie McMahon slaps, um, I've definitely taken a couple notes from. Gave a couple out last night. Woo! Um, oh, who's that? Oh. Stephanie, who's that? Stephanie McMahon? Whoa. Is that Adam Pierce? Just my mom. <laughs> oh, shout out to your mom, by the way. She's famous on your Instagram. Her mom, big, <laughs> big on Sonya's Instagram. She's a superstar. She's pretty cool. She's a pretty cool mom. I got to give her props. I'm going to let her know that she interrupted my live interview later. It's okay. No, you're killing it regardless. Let's go outside of the WWE because you're doing a lot of shit that I, you know, I'm pumped about for you. And I don't want to dive into something absolutely terrible because that is not what this show is about. But I think I should tell you this and why I'm such a big fan of yours. Something disgusting happened to you. Like, absolutely disgusting. The reports that happened, somebody, for people that don't know, there was somebody in this lady's house with zip ties and a, like ready to kill her, basically. And this happened, very much happened. This guy got caught, she fled, and it was an interesting time. Since then, you have come back as a badass. Not scared to go anywhere. A lot of people would be scared to death after something like this happens to them. And after I saw the way you reacted to that, the way you carry yourself now, the way you go about life, that's why I am such a fucking big fan of yours. You're not scared of anything, and you're a badass. So, like, I'm a huge fan of yours. And you also represent for a lot of people. And you take a lot of pride in representing for the Pride Parade folks as well. You're a badass of a human. I wish you nothing but success. Let's talk about what you have going on outside though. Demandy's Donuts? Are you getting into selling donuts or not? Are we doing this? Um, th thank you for that though, Pat. Um, I, I know you weren't in the WWE in that time period, but yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride and you never know something like that's going to happen until it happens and you don't know how you're going to feel about something like that happening until it happens. Um, you know, I'll just say the, the day of, I was like, oh, everything's fine. I'm going to go sleep in my house tonight. And then by the time nightfall came, I was like, couldn't even drive to the neighborhood. So it, it, it's crazy. And um, definitely being on the other side of things, it feels good to be back in the mix and finally getting back in the ring since then. Um, it's kind of like a big full circle moment for me. So I'm excited. But yeah, um, Pride Month is coming up, obviously, and I am participating in the West Hollywood Pride Parade, which I'm super excited about. Let's go. Um, presenting WWE as the first openly gay female. Um, we are going to have a float or exotic car of some sort in the LA Pride Parade this year. Let's Hell go! Yeah. Hey! Woo. 
Uh, obviously, you represent for a lot of people, people that have been bullied, people that haven't been, you know, accepted, and you're thriving in the ring. You're abusing your power as an mm -hmm. official. You're in the pride parade, and you're an entrepreneur, which is what I enjoy. So let's get back to these goddamn donuts. Well, and we'll talk about the pride parade, which is fantastic because you're pushing things that the WWE has never done before, and you're a beautiful figure for that entire thing. You're an entrepreneur, though. Are we moving donuts or not? When are we We're moving yeah. donuts? Come on, come on. We are trying to move on it. So Mandy and I, my best friend, former tag team partner, roommate, now NXT Women's Champion. Um, we own a donut company called Demandy's Donuts. We have been doing a YouTube series for years where we taste donuts from around the world. Then we kind of like made a fun website for our fans. And then it was like, okay, I think we need to make our own donuts now because after tasting every donut in America, we are the donut aficionados at this point. So we have curated six donut recipes that we will be launching very soon via Ghost Kitchens on DoorDash and Uber Eats. Yeah! yeah. Let's do business! Let's move some donuts at AJ. We're going to be yeah. moving some donuts and there's going to be a delivery. You're in Indianapolis, right? I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll get out there. We'll get you some. Yeah, it's a fucking big city. Come on. <laughs> People right. love donuts Listen, here. Yeah, we yeah, love do. donuts. Love a lot of ghost uh, kitchens around. Yeah. Yeah. Of a lot of DoorDash. Yeah. The donuts will come mm -hmm. right into the office. Yes, yeah. they will. Glaze, glaze. We got glaze. We got glaze coming. Standard glaze. Classic glaze is me and Mandy's favorite. So we put a little twist on it um, and made our own classic glaze. But we have like an old fashioned because I love old fashioned donuts. Um, oh. We have some. Really cool flavors. I'm a big like cookie cream, so we have one of those. Oh. Let's move some donuts to Indianapolis. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry, pal. What is that? You mentioned ghost kitchens that deliver them on DoorDash. Is that like what Guy Fieri does and Buddy Velastro? I see them on there for yeah. selling all their, their desserts. Yeah, Mr. Beast. Yeah, it, it might be a similar formula. So we're working with a company basically that we're going to go into local donut shops um, and we're going to teach them our recipes and how to make our six donuts and they will carry it on their virtual menu through these delivery services and so they'll fulfill our donut recipes mm. and that's just a way to get our donuts around the world without like shipping on dry ice and then not being fresh it's a way to get fresh donuts that are ours around the country so um yeah yeah, yeah, you're in incredible shape, though. I, I think that was the the most surprising thing is the donut addiction, you know, because you, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of um, our, our moniker for our donuts is it's all about balance. Um, and Mandy and I are both in the world of fitness and sport, and we are also huge foodies from the Northeast, so obviously we know the best food. Um, I heard you talking about how Italian you are and Fugazi, but, you know, the Irishman cannot weigh in here. But as a <laughs> We know good pizza, good pasta, we know good donuts. Oh, and yes, you know, yes you do. So, uh, I'm just saying, we are, uh, God, what are you gonna say? Listen, if the gabagool isn't good, I fucking can tell. <laughs> you hear me, I wanna let you know. If the gabagool isn't fresh and the donuts taste like trash, my .01% of Italiano can tell. Okay, Sonia? Please, let us paisanos in on the conversation, okay? Saw at WrestleMania when you were on the top rope, you did this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the swamp. Hey, that's the swan tone bomb beanie. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's what that is. Hell yeah. You can use it if you want. You know, me, you, Bruno San Martino, the fucking Italians in the WWE, we do our thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for you guys. It's all you.
your loss. You're gonna do this? <laughs> are you not? You're not gonna do the Swanton Bomb beanie? I'm, I'm, I'm probably not. Um, is that? Are you wearing one of your tank tops? Your famous tank tops? I'd love to talk about that. Well. This is actually same company sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> well, chilly. It was 35 degrees this morning. You know what I mean? It was supposed to be summer, so we're definitely going sleeves off, but it's a bit chilly. Same company, though, Kufandi, keeping me fresh. Shout out. You just like my tank tops? You have like, what, 57 of them? You guys, I'm sure, have seen his tank top collection. Do you also think it's outrageous? Pretty cool. Yes. AJ, fuck off. AJ, shut up. Everybody thinks me and Steve Jobs and AJ's worn the same shirt for like four days now. He's actually falling in the suit. You know I'm fashion forward, Sonia. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, Actually, our running joke backstage, now we're just going to let it out there, is that you are fashion backwards. Whoa! Whoa! Nobody says that. Tailing on tailing crap. You gotta wear a tux next time. Bro, she shits on my costumes every single week. Bad person. She's super fashionable though. You're super you wanna be like you wanna create your own clothing line at some point? Yeah, I'd like to create my own like women's wear, men's wear line. Like, you know Athleta. Tank tops. I would walk through like a department store, like a Nordstrom or a Macy's or wherever, and I would like look at the men's section, and it just looked like so much like cleaner and more appealing to me. Like I always loved like men's fashion, but I want it to be fitted for a female, and so it's it's not really that prevalent, and it's kind of hard to find, which is why I have to get my suits custom made. But I want to make like yeah, like a menswear, women's wear line. All my suits are custom too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Anyways, I hope you end up having great success with that. Custom to not fit. Hmm? All right. Yeah, the sleeves are short. You Come know? on. I didn't make the fucking jacket. Yeah, no. I, I was told that's how it's supposed to be. Super fashion so I can show off the... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Risk game. You know what that is, Sonia? We have matching. Whoa! Oh, shit. Whoa. I'm a goal. Pretty good. Go ahead, Ty. Sonia, you mentioned like uh, needing to kind of... a appease like a creative juice that you have uh and you mentioned acting do you have any aspirations to do any acting especially with like the wwe films or anything or is your current role does that kind of quench that thirst that you have for it yeah i mean like my my current role definitely fulfills a lot of like that need just because it's it's so cool and it's so unique and i'm getting to have so much mic time and i'm on both brands so yeah it's awesome but Absolutely, I want to act. Um, and I've just seen so many people throughout WWE make the transition or do both at the same time, and it's just been so cool. Like, the John Cena is obviously The Rocks, but even, like, Becky's been in some films and Stone Cold and Miz, and I think it's such a cool um, natural overlap that I think just helps everyone involved. So I feel like I would love to kind of make that transition at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Are you just going to be a badass? You think they're going to typecast you as just a breaking bones and snapping necks and stuff? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's a natural fit, but, but I'm a, I'm a lover. I could, you know, I could do some rom-coms. I could do some. Oh, oh. you got depth. You're saying, please. She's got a lot of depth. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Don't just take the, Abuse of power, Sonya Deville, into your casting of whatever character you need. She could play everything. Come on. Why are you what? so mean every time you're on TV? Yeah, I have it. It's not mean. You know, I don't think it's mean. I, I, you know, I'm from Jersey. I'm from the Northeast. I was raised to tell the truth. I, I can't tell a lie. You're going to read it on my face if I don't say it. So I just say how I feel. And I'm in charge. So I'm going to make the rules how I see fit. 
and I think I do a great job of giving opportunities to those who deserve them. All right, all right, respect, respect. Bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Connor. Sonia, I know he took a lie detector test, but are we sure Ezekiel isn't Elias? Because I thought Kevin Owens made some pretty uh, good points. Kevin does have some valid points, and I think there will continue to be murmur and talk about all of this as, as it kind of unfolds. Um, it's definitely some glaring similarities, but hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it in the coming weeks. Adam's kind of been handling that. I've been a little busy, like, fighting for championships, but, um, yeah. yeah. Figure it out. Hey, Sonny, where's Butch? Come on. Yeah, what the hell? Where the hell's Butch? Where is he? Where's Butch? Your guess is as good as mine. Be careful. Aren't you supposed... You're in charge. I'm doing yeah. this. I'm doing yeah. that. You got a little... You got random little rabid wolverines escaping through the crowd and then never to be seen again. This is what, what's going on out there, Sonia. You think we have apple trackers on all our talent? I, I can't track them down. At the end of the day, we're adults. They got to come to work, clock in and clock out. And, and if they don't, then there could be consequences. So hopefully Bush finds his way back soon. Hey, what happened last night? I heard you lost. What took place? You, what happened? Oh, no. That's how you, that's how you come at me about my well, in my head, let me tell you how I do my interviews. Nothing's ready, nothing's scripted. In my head, I was like, oh, WrestleMania backlash. Sonia, Bianca Belair, yeah. is that happening? And then I was like, oh, no, that happened last night. They had that on Raw, actually, last night. And then I remember seeing a bunch of pictures of you on the internet this morning, you yelling at people. Yeah. And so it looked like something bad happened. Mm -hmm. So that's how I asked. I apologize. It's not normally how I interview. But you lost last night? That stinks. You lost the title? What happened? Damn. So what, what actually happened was I slipped on like water that was actually right in front of the commentary table. There was water, water all over someone's spill and didn't clean up. If, if you were there, I would have blamed you. Um, but And so I slipped and I hurt my ankle and then I got counted out. And I'm like, well, that's not how the championship match should end. Uh, Knoxville deserves better. So I restarted the match, obviously. And then later on in the night, Bianca tried to use her hair, which is a foreign weapon. You cannot use that. And so I... I even the odds by grabbing a chair, you know, I just wanted to protect myself with self-defense. And then um, I had to restart the match again. And then Zelina and Carmelo were supposed to come out to help. And they did the opposite and they caused me to lose. You lost three times last night? Jesus. You, you think this is funny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. As you were walking me through that, I just heard I just heard you had three championship shots. That's thing that that's what you heard because what I heard is that I got royally mistreated last night in my own establishment. So, yeah, you know, I think you should just tune in next Monday when all this is uh, reprimanded and handled. Oh. oh! All right, well, good luck. We can't wait. Good luck with the Mandy's. Good luck with the Pride Parade. That's exciting. Is this your... No, you've been, you've had to have been in Pride Parades before. You've been famous for a long time now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did New York World Pride a couple years ago. We did Fort Lauderdale Pride Parade. Yeah, we've done a couple. But this one, this one's going to be big. Hey, why is why are the parades such a big deal? I feel like that is a massive deal for the community. Each one of those parades, huge deal. Gets pushed big, yeah. big, big, right? And yeah, I mean, it's camaraderie, it's visibility. Um, being with WWE and representing WWE in a parade like this is showing so many people that grow up wanting to be wrestlers or just watch wrestling like, hey, you're welcome here and you are a part and you're represented and you're loved, not just by me, but by the entire company. We support you. So I think it's big messaging for, for the company. And um, I'm glad to kind of be there, pioneer it and talk about it and 
yeah, just celebrate. Hey, modern world getting a lot more accustomed to um, the entire community, you think, than what it used to be? I Honestly, outside looking in, I feel like we're in a much more accepting culture. I assume there's still outliers of assholes, but am I reading that properly or no? Yeah, absolutely. I think leaps and bounds every year, right? But obviously there's still more work to be done. And when you have a platform like we do and the WWE does, it's like, it's like the greatest gift, right? If you have something that you want to speak for, it's it's right in the palm of your hands on social media every day or on these appearances or on these things where we get to just represent ourselves and what we stand for. So I, I think it's important to just continue to make those changes and continue to make it to make it such a big thing until it's not a thing at all, if that makes sense. Yes, completely. Incredibly yeah. proud of you. Incredibly pumped for you. Can't wait to try your donuts, huh? Hey, here oh, we yeah. go. Yeah. Let's ghost go. Kitchen Donuts. I assume the Ghost Kitchen in Indiana is going to do oh, the yeah. donuts oh, yeah. justice. Oh, yeah. I don't know about out in L.A. or <laughs> no. in Florida or anywhere. No. The Indiana donut makers will fucking hit home runs yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. You need to know that. <laughs> Find Butch. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, come home, Butch. Good luck and next alive. Monday. We appreciate you. When's the Pride Parade? What'd you say? When's the Pride Parade? Um, it is like the second week of June, I believe. I'll be posting all the details up so if people want to come out and uh, cheer us on or participate in the parade whatsoever. There's like so many festivities going on. It'll be super fun. June 10th, I'm being told in a year. Good luck out there. Hopefully you don't lose three times on Monday. That's, yeah. I mean, make, what if four times? Oh, Yikes, no. that would get yeah. worse. Oh. Hey, I, have, I have a better idea. Hopefully you don't lose your job on Monday, because you remember? Well, you're on Friday. Hopefully you don't lose your job on Friday. Okay. Whoa! 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 Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Come on. Oh, oh, gentlemen, WWE official, Demand oh, These yeah. Donuts founder, Sonia DeVille. Thank you. Hey! hey. hey. Grazie, grazie. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. All right, see you, Sonia. Brought to you by the best ticket app on planet Earth and... The Moon! At SeatGeek, this is your weekly reminder that listeners of this show get 10% off at the link in the description here on YouTube. The NBA playoffs are here. Hey, quite a bummer for SeatGeek, by the way. Yeah. yeah. They are the ticketing oh, uh, company for Barclays Center, which is the home of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yeah. Ticket Suits was actually at the game the other night. He was. And that seems like such a good deal. All right, we got Kevin Durant, we got Kyrie Irving, we're in Brooklyn. Yeah. The Knicks kind of dead again. Mm -hmm. We are the team. Everybody's got to go through SeatGeek to get their tickets here. We got SeatGeek marketing over everybody's shoulder. SeatGeek, best ticket buying platform on planet Earth by far. Hooking up with this team that's a wagon. Should have picked Boston. Sorry, Ticket Stooge. I told you. <laughs> Are you in this? <laughs> it might be the only bad decision SeatGeek has mm. made in some time. True. Yeah. But it went up being a good decision because Kevin Durant, he ain't fucking sleeping this offseason. Yeah, right. He's no, already he's tweeting. Oh, he's already yeah. answering people. Kevin Durant is going to make sure that team is dragged to the finals next yeah. year. Second biggest mistake Ticket Stooge has ever made, actually. Yeah. What's number one? Well, well. I think we all know which number one is, but, you know, save it for a rainy day. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what you mean there. Oh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seeking seating chart oh. will make sure you're getting the best. You got to let us know now. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Zito gave me a little... But once again, the incredible toxicity of your brain to go right there whenever we're talking about tickets, dude. Tickets, dude. I mean, we all thought he was, you know.
Are you talking about the commercial? Or are you talking I was about? I'm talking about a few. Oh, I guess three things. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's not oh, talking yeah. about. I the wasn't commercial. talking about the commercial, yeah. but add that to the list. Yeah. Anyways, love tickets too. SeatGeek is by far the best app to buy tickets on. Yes. They were able to survive an entire world stoppage of live events because of how damn good their company is. Whenever you go on there to buy tickets, there'll be a literally a green or a red dot next to it. Green means good ticket because they've scoured the internet to search for all the other uh, tickets available for that particular event. This is a good price on a good ticket. If it's red, hey, this is a bad price for this ticket, but if you need it, here it is. SeatGeek is open, they're transparent, and you're not gonna get catfished by them. They are incredible. Just hit the link in the description for 10% off. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with our friends at SeatGeek. Oh, hell yeah. We have a video of Jerry Jones, I guess, speaking Ooh. about the entire draft process. Ari, Ari Mirov at My Sports Update of Pro Football Focus fame and a crewer of information around the NFL. Fucking legend in our book. Yeah. And beast. I would assume a lot of other people that are in the Daily Show game love him. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones on who makes the final call in the draft room. Taco was Steven's call. Parsons was my call. <laughs> Jerry's not playing around. Here's the video of him saying that 185,000 views already. Jerry Jones does numbers. So our process is an inclusive one. We've said it. Right. There's a lot of talk in this business about who makes the call, who actually makes the call. Okay, uh, Taco was Stephen's call. <laughs> Parson, Parson, Parson is my call. I don't, that's not that funny to me. <laughs> that was a good pop. Yeah. Big Mike big, McCarthy. Big pop. Hey, Ian's right. <laughs> Taco. Whoever the hell you want to pick, Parsons is my call. I just love anytime we get to hear Jerry Jones speak. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. That guy's forgot he's more about football and business than most people will ever learn. And I like the fact that he's still calling the shots at this age because he wants one more Super Bowl yeah. under his belt. Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones wants one more Super Bowl under old Jerry. People have been bashing me for 20 years and I can't fucking win. Let me go ahead and make a fucking team. Big Mike, get your fucking Pittsburgh drunk ass <laughs> in here. Let's win a game. I think that's what it's going to take before he hands the team over. And I might be wrong. I don't know him at all. I certainly... Don't know him like the back of my hand. Right? No. Which no. I'm not How sure anybody does at this point. But it feels like he gets one more. That'll make him feel good. Some fulfillment that he still got it. You know, I feel like he's still chasing the you still got it type thing. I think he, even if he gets one more, I think he will still continue to go. Like, I imagine Jared would get bored if he's not involved day to day with the Cowboys. But also with that presser. Did Big Mike speak much at all? He seemed like it's a weird spot to be stuck in between both the of Joneses. Them. In between the Joneses. Yeah. Just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Forth as they speak. And run that thing back again. Let's see. Did, which one does he laugh at? Who does he not laugh at? You know, so our process is an inclusive one. We've okay. said it. All right. There's a lot of talk in this business about who makes the call, who actually makes the call. Okay. Uh, Taco was Steven's call. Yeah. <laughs> Little pop Parson, Parson, Parson is my car. I don't, that's not that funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, go on there. Yeah. Go on there, go on, Jerry. What, what, what a big Mike would have said. Hey, what about Johnny Manziel? Yeah. Taco yeah. Oh, ricochet shot there was. Big Mike yeah. ain't saying a goddamn thing. I don't know who Taco is. Who's Taco, Taco Charlton, he was their first-round pick a few years ago. Didn't yeah. work out. Really. Fizz a lot. Oh, I love Jerry just buried his kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I tried to hand over the reins to somebody else to make the draft picks. You remember when we fucking took Taco? <laughs> Two doors down. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Jerry is the man. I want to see the parade. What kind of parade does that dude throw oh. if they win it all? He's going to have 
He's going to bring his yacht in, his yacht that's bigger than the stadium. So what is it? It's Dallas, and then Arlington's in between Dallas and Fort Worth, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So he's going to have to have a couple parades, I think. Yeah, what if they just and drive also- that entire... A half hour, or I guess it'd be more like an hour and a half from Dallas to Fort Worth. He's probably going to bring the yeah. cattle out too. Well, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Fort Worth would like to get the steers out for yeah. Yeah. the stockyards. Going to get involved, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. He might just take it across the whole goddamn state if he has to. Yeah. Texas, we want them. Mm-hmm. I'll take it to Houston too. Is that motherfuckers? I never going to figure it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Jerry Jones guy. Yeah, we always chum. Is such a good way to talk about yeah. just thinking about doing something. We're always stirring. We always chum. <laughs> we always try to drum up a little activity. Hey, who's willing to take it? Sir. Hey, what do you guys got? You guys cooking and all? You guys moving? Huh? What? Do you, oh, you can't steal oh, from us. Oh, good chumming. Hey, it's good chum, man. <laughs> hey, did you call that fucking slap dick from Jacksonville? See if you, <laughs> you got to chum. See if you'll chum a little bit. That's like it. the only thing I compare any of it to is draft day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kevin Costner calling that guy Seattle knowing he got him. Yep. That's why I'm excited for the war room conversations that are going to take place on Thursday. Like, what's going on? Are you guys answering calls? Are you calling people right now? Is there moves to be made at all times? Are you guys just sitting back chilling and waiting on the call? I bet it's much more, like, informal than we think. Really? Yeah. I bet it, it, it probably – it's like a lot of things. You get there and you think, like, okay, every second is mapped out. Everything is all planned. And then one phone call can change everything. Hey, you guys, uh, what do you think? Now nah, we're not. And then they say, what about a first-rounder? Oh, okay, maybe we'll sit here and listen. Oh, yeah, they're probably doing a whole, like, prep routine right now. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of, hey, this practicing. team. I bet they're practicing. Oh, you're on the clock. Here you go. What's our process look like? What do we do? Like, yeah, you don't want to have any missteps. Situations, like if this team calls at mm-hmm. this time, what are we thinking about? Who's this, If this player gets taken right before us, who are we thinking? I mean, because they're on a clock. Okay. That's a wonderlick right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened to Herbie? What? Blood clot. I saw he has a video that he's not going to be on ESPN. I didn't watch the video. Though. Blood clot. I think he travel purposes. Oh, can't do it. I hope he's okay. Is that from a surgery? I don't know. He I didn't, don't know. He didn't really go into detail. He just said that he had a blood clot, and uh, he's going to just take some time to relax instead of traveling and stuff like I that. I saw a bunch of people start tweeting, oh, he can join the spectacular. I, like, I do not think. Yeah. <laughs> I do not think ESPN would be necessarily thrilled with yeah, that. Yeah, I doubt it. Or the whole thought of, hey, Irby, I heard you had a blood clot. You want to uh, come talk about it on Thursday night? Or? <laughs> yeah, I guess we won't talk about the blood clot. We would like to talk about your <laughs> yeah. thoughts on all these guys, though, because you know them ah, 15 to 20 times more than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen again, isn't it? What? We're not going to know fuck about any of these guys. I mean... Compared to the last two years, I would say this is the least prepared we have been. <laughs> Palacero. Like, Why do you say that? <laughs> with the amount of, I guess, like, because last year there's so many quarterbacks, so it was easier uh, to know more players. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little, you know, it's a little more fluid situation. There's a lot of players moving into the top 10 all of a sudden overnight. Mm-hmm. Remember tomorrow. There's a lot of teams that want to move out of the top 10, too. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So who's cooking up all the news of who wants to move and who doesn't? Is it the teams in the top 10 cooking up the news that everybody else wants to get into the top 10 so they can maybe actually draw up some interest to get into the top 10? Or is that actually happening? And everybody wants to move out, right? That sounds like that could be bullshit then. Maybe everybody wants to move in. You literally can't trust or believe anything. And that's why I guess the draft – is awesome. Tough to prepare for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Tough to prepare for if you're outside looking in, like we are and have been the last few years. Well, when we talk about how, you know, there's a massive chance half of these guys fizzle out. Palacero wrote an article today that said a lot of teams only have 15 guys with first-round grades on them. It's like, okay, so more than half of these guys are supposed to be second- or third-round picks? What the hell? Yeah, but we got to remember, a lot of second-, third-round picks hit. 
Yeah, and small yeah. screen season. There you might know? be 80 guys with first-round grades, and they're just saying there's only 15. Yeah. That's why we know nothing about any of these players. <laughs> Could go number one overall in stink. Mm -hmm. Could go 222 overall and figure it out. You could go 199 and become the greatest of all time. Yep. And I guess that's the hope that you got to have as a fan of any team looking at the draft. Well, yeah, I think uh, we're going to have to strap in this year, boys, because without any uh, absolutes, I think a lot of teams are going to be taking that 15 minutes to make their selection. Oh, so, waiting right. on a trade. Or yeah. 10 minutes now or whatever it is. Oh, but teams my. are going to be using the full fucking clock Yo. all night long. Fuck, waiting for somebody to call and trade. Yeah. Huh? Well, we're going to wait and see if anybody wants us. We got a guy, I guess, could have spent fourth rounder on this guy. Yeah. We're going to wait. Maybe somebody want to come up. Man, we should get food delivered in the middle of this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Maybe Learn donuts. from our mistakes. Maybe yeah. a couple oh. eyes cold. What? what? You have a couple of eyes cold? More specifically. How about them not being a sponsor of the show, getting a lot of love? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They know they get it for free, well, yeah. would you? Mm -hmm. uh, you Goopy, what kind of Canadian beer do you like? None of them. Fucking Molson Triple X, my friend. We used to drink uh, Lucky Lager was the uh, the beer of choice <laughs> growing up. Foster's. Foster's was delicious. Those big giant yeah, cans. massive cans. They tasted so good there. I, I had a good summer, I think, on Foster's, and then... Everybody would say, you know, they don't drink this in Australia. It's like, all right, why well, you got to ruin everything? <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Why well, you, well, you got to ruin everything, dude? I thought it tasted delicious. A lot of wasted beer because it got real warm. With that it. can oh, yeah. was fucking massive. Yeah, mini keg. Two feet tall. <laughs> Gumpy drinks Bud Lights, though, like their water. Like, you know, like that's what he goes to for a, a refreshing drink. Is he, is, is Goomp, are you an IPA guy? Because no. IPA people always call, like, oh, you drink water? Yeah, well, that's what he... Yeah, I'm trying to stay hydrated. I'm not trying oh, to good. fill my stomach. IPAs suck. Last IPA I had was delicious. Really? What was it? Steve Weiser. What? what? It was. It was very good. I bet. See, that's its own category. I wouldn't even yeah. put it in the IPA. Broken Skull Ranch. I'd El kill Segundo. for one of those right now. I haven't had one of the lagers yet. Oh. Did I drink the lager or no, the I think IPA? you had the lager. You had the lager. I think I had them both. Lager's always better than IPA. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had them both throughout the end of that evening. What? What? So you don't just offer an IPA because we got a bunch of El Segundo's oh. finest right there in the fridge. What? I don't know right. if I can drink a meal of alcohol right now. Yeah. No, thanks. I think it's like 7% alcohol, right? Right. Yeah, Feed it to me, wide. It's like ice cream. They taste good. <laughs> they do taste good. Uh, a couple more phone calls here. Let's get out of here. People wait on hold for a long time. I mean, as long as another person doesn't say the goddamn Lions are getting Debo Samuel. That was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Rashid well, said that. It's not because, not because the Lions are getting – maybe the Lions it do. Super Bowl thing. It was the reasoning. Yeah. 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 I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that doesn't make sense what you just said. I but agree. I do appreciate the conversation starter, Josh, sure. in Maryland. Also, mm -hmm. well, there it is. Everyone – or that guy forgets that Debo doesn't get to pick where he's getting traded to. Well – and if he gets traded. Can he turn it down and say, no, I want to stay here? If they're like, hey, we got a deal. You're going to Detroit. He just retires. Well, well that's kind of, that's Gronk, right? Yeah, yeah Gronk's Gronk. trying to retire. Mm -hmm. That worked yeah. out really well for him. Why Maybe that's it? how they get him back <laughs> in the squad. They tell him before they have a deal with Detroit. Hey, we're talking Detroit. Hey, it's about to be final. All right, Detroit said they're not going to pay you, and it's final. So, sorry about it. Pack your bags. Good luck. He's going to start rapping, Donner. He's going to have a music video coming out next. Mm -hmm. Maybe create a social app. Maybe. AB. AB's got it. Does he have an album coming out? Paradigm Shift oh, already came, came out. out. Yeah, it's a banger. Already came out. Business booming. Yeah, there's a lot of good songs on there. My business <laughs> booming. My business booming. You seem genuine with that comment, Connor. Have you listened to it? Yeah. I have not. That's why I'm asking you guys. Got French Montana featured. Uh -huh. Baby feature. Yeah. 
his stage presence is off the charts too. That was an interesting video that came from the Wanaville, I believe. Wanaville? I think so. I think so, yeah. Like I need a pair of those gloves. Like Wonka? No, W-U-A-N-A. You get the mechanics at any yeah. fucking... Used to wear mechanics at the yard. Yeah, I have them at my house. I can't wait to see him hit the stage at Rolling Loud. Yeah. Is he going to be at Rolling Loud? Oh, yeah. A-B? Yep. Let's go, dude. Former NFL player performing at Rolling Loud. Let's go. I'm happy about that. Crowd's When's he got uh, Lucas Oil? Stadium? Yeah. I don't know if he's going to sell at Lucas Oil anytime soon. What? I don't think so. I thought it was all three nights. Well, down in Miami, he might be able to sell at Correct. the stadium. I don't know if in Indiana he's going to be able to do it. No, probably not. LA, he's able to do it. LA. Maybe Tampa. Pittsburgh. No, probably not at Hines. No. Tampa's going to be tough, I think, because of the way that whole thing ended. Yeah. yeah. Maybe him and Kanye. He could maybe. go there. Vegas. Oakland, maybe. He can get a lot of downloads in a lot of cities, though, I think. Yeah, if he goes to Pittsburgh and brings out Ben Rothberger, <laughs> they'll be fine. Everyone will be back in that stadium. Don't be sad. Kidding me? Don't be sad. <laughs> I don't think this was is he good. in. Was he in Danny Boy Hustle Hard's yeah. car oh, when he was? Don't playing? be. Yeah. Don't be sad for Ben Roethlisberger. Bro, he was cutting promos on cameos in the middle of Danny Boy yeah. Hustle Hard's car yeah. while him. he was escaping an NFL game. Mm-hmm. That was a wild run. Shout out him doing uh, soccer talk. What's that? Shout out him doing soccer talk when talking about Ben Roethlisberger. Are you talking about Barcelona? Mm-hmm. It been it booming. Been. <laughs> that was wild. That, I can't wait to look back in 10 years and we, we revisit the whole situation. Like, wow, I can't believe that happened. He's got a Netflix special coming out. Take my shirt about? off like AB. I think uh, to He has a Netflix special? Oh, he's cooking it. Allegedly. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like a stand-up comedy? Uh, we only heard this in the back of Danny Boy Hustle Hards. What's up, Cheeks? Yeah. You know, he actually mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And Antonio yeah. Brown was Tell him. This Talk gonna, to him, a Bizzle. This is going to make my net, the Netflix thing even hotter now or yeah, something like that. So, hey, AB's been in booming. Oh, I think no. Netflix did get the rights to Tiana Trump sucking his Tootsie Roll, so they might, <laughs> okay. they might be adding that to the... Mature section? Yeah. That'd right. be sweet. His Wait, cam- does he have a video out? They do need more content. All right. His cameo, though, is very popular. Yeah. It was there for a How while. How much is he? I don't know if he's still doing it, but he was doing them. He started cutting these promos. This is the one that was just being referred to by... Boston yes. I know you sad about Ben Roethlisberger retiring, but it's not over for Ben yet. I know everyone's wondering if this is his last game in Pittsburgh tonight and would it end like this, but it may not end like this. I know Ben, he's a competitor. He loved to play football, one of the greatest quarterbacks all time, and I just don't see him hanging it up. So, Patrick, you and all other Steelers fans, we're looking to think Big Ben is playing his last game in Huntsville. I wouldn't tip my hat on that yet. I wouldn't bet on that yet because Big Ben has a lot of football yet left. And he didn't say that his career was over. He didn't say that it was his last game in Huntsville. So we can't speculate and recollate upon Preach, him not playing anymore. So let's be positive. Let's cheer him on. Let's wish for one of his best games tonight. And let's keep Ben is booming. Patrick, I know you're a huge Steelers fan. You love Pittsburgh. You love football. It's a good cameo. Hey, he gave gave effort on it. Oh, yeah. He was very wrong. He was wrong about everything, yeah. but I don't know. I thought he was all factually correct. Well, Ben might come back. We don't know. Have you seen Ben Roethlisberger week four sitting at home still? That'd be awesome if he did. I mean, Ben's probably 350 right now. Are you kidding me? No, you haven't seen him? I saw him do the puck drop. Yeah, he's skinny, skinny, you know. Oh, yeah, he pumped the puck drop. He went that way. He's going that way. Michael Parsons did a completely different (laughs) puck drop. 
How was he? He killed it. it awesome. Was unbelievable. It was awesome. <laughs> Fuck this puck. <laughs> he did that on purpose. I think so. Yeah, he did it on purpose for the Hershey Bears up there. Micah, I'm very happy the NFL has got Micah Parsons in it. I think for the next 10 he years. He is awesome. He is awesome. I think very he, good. I think he's a hysterical human, too. Like, yeah. I think, like, uh, I think he's going to be great for the NFL, going to be great for the league. But Ben Rothberg might be done. <laughs> Damn. All right. Don't be sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Like, he, yeah. like it is. Like, he's. I don't like. He just seems like a very nice guy. He genuinely cared for Patrick in that video. He did. I don't want to speculate. Got a couple bang or recollect, but the he's got a couple bangers in this paradigm shift. By the way, Mm -hmm. couple bangers. I'm honestly, I'm gonna download it. It's on Spotify. Okay, I'll get it. Is getting home from the NO on it, or is that when last? That was the last one. That's a single. Pit from the palace. Pit from the palace on there. Also the remix. Pit palace remix. Yeah. Yeah, like jail part two. I mean, it's time. It's about time for somebody, an athlete, to cross over and become yeah, a giant like, musician, giant star. I agree. I think it's him. About Shaq Diesel. Yeah. He's still, he's still grinding. DJ Diesel. You can hire him currently. Yeah. Dame Dalla, though. Anything. Dame Dalla got bars. He, he got does. a Hulu commercial. He fucking, he's an assassin of yes. the beat. He's very good. Kevin Durant also goes on the beat, doesn't he? He raps a little bit? I'm not sure. Probably. I mean, he was in the Drake music video, baby, if you remember. So, I what? also happen to rap, but you know, not, not today. Yeah, but you're not a professional athlete, so true, true, true. So that is yeah. one Green Bay Packer, Darren Waller. Yes, bars, yeah. bars. Oh yeah, Darren D-Wall. Waller goes hard. Mm-hmm. He does. I, I, did I see the full video or just his Instagram? I don't know if he posted this whole video on Instagram. It was, hey, here we go. Cole Beasley. Cole, Cole Beasley. 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 Yeah, albums. I don't know if he's gonna win any awards. Well, until he's got a feature on Kid Raw. Yeah, he's still yep. free agent. Yeah. So Colts should get him. Yes. yes, we should. I'm not sure if Cole Beasley's going to be on Kid Rock's next album. What? We the People Part 2. He just Cole played Beasley. in Columbus. Cole Beasley? Cole I know multiple people that went there. No, Kid Rock. No, Bob. You didn't go? How was it, AJ? I didn't go. I honestly, I'm pretty sure General Bob went. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In his HVAC van. That'd be great pub. Hey, that van is sweet. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so he's got 10 more they're working on. Yeah, what's up with the vinyl wrapping companies over there in Columbus? He said, you know, supply chain took a long time. Fucking wrap the goddamn yeah. van. I wonder if he means, Bob like, Carpenter. I think he means from when they started to, like, put the image together and to oh. finalize it all and then oh. to send it to get wrapped. That's oh, what I think he like means. what we're doing with the Thunderdome right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like trying to make sure it looks right and they don't get it on there and it's terrible. Happens. How did they Zito get it. that uh, van under the bottom bar. That's because Zito's a fucking wizard, dude. Yeah. It's magic, baby. You should see what he's working on. He had to code for the fucking draft spectacular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Immediately after coding for two hours with this one company, he comes I, I did not expect what just happened in that call. <laughs> and he tells me, look what I had to do. He, he wanted to show me his coding and he did. And it was very impressive. Hey, oh, yeah. shout out to you, Zito. Hey, Z. Thank you. And then I immediately said, <laughs> can we just pay the guy that taught you to make these? Or... <laughs> He's like, oh, probably I'll ask him. Yeah, I'll ask him. <laughs> There's no way Zito has enough time to code all the graphics for fucking Thursday night while running a show and putting a van on the title. Yeah. I remember how. But those are the type. Well, he's a pretty good coder. I think Zito's a pretty good coder. Yeah. yeah. Basic script, but I'm on it. Zeros and ones or? No, no. Full words. Binary? Yeah. You teach me, Z? Oh, it's hard. It's no, a two he, hour. He, yeah. he had a two hour course. He disappeared drained. from the office for two <laughs> hours yeah. yesterday. No, he was he upstairs. Mm-hmm. Boom. To learn how to code? 
Well, I didn't know that's what he was doing. I don't think he knew that's what he was doing. We were trying to figure out if we could get some graphics for the goddamn spectacular. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, Zito looks like he just came out of the most stressful call of his life. His eyes, you know, bug open. His aura is just completely, and he goes, I'm drained, man. I'm like, what happened? He goes, I just learned how to code. Here, come look. And he opens his, his laptop. He's like, look what I just did. Look what I just did. And I'm like, that's unbelievable. That's awesome. That's just for one graphic. <laughs> Jesus. We got a lot more, see? We need 32 of those. Yeah. And then we need something else. So, uh, can we just ask the guy that taught you to make these? Yo, we could ask him. We'll see. We'll see what he said. What did he say? Is he going to do that? Uh, I think so. All right, it's good. There we go. Sweet. Hey, happy you know how to code, though. We're going to need that at some point. Just in case, yeah. Game changer. some point, Azito Productions is going to need Zito to code. Mm. <laughs> Let's go to Tyler in Atlanta. What's going on, Tyler? Down there in Atlanta. Hell yeah. Hey, there, boys. What's going on, dude? Uh, yeah, I just got a question about, uh, you know, is about what Fluska was saying. You know, if you look at the past couple Super Bowl winners, a lot of them had a, a bunch of homegrown talent and then added one or two pieces that made them contenders. You know, you look at the uh, Bucks last year, you know, they uh, had a lot of their own guys and then bring in Brady and Gronk and they Fournette. Did. You know, those are the people putting them at the top. Fournette. Leonard Fournette uh, scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Gronk scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. AB scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady threw all of those. Yeah. Homegrown, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, pretty, pretty important pieces were added there as vets, don't you think? Right. So, you know, is it more important that you draft well and then grab those one or two pieces or you just keep going after the big price free agents? Well, and if you look at the Rams are probably, you know, the Rams had a pretty good, great question there, Tyler. You're right, because we do over-dramatize how much free agency matters. You have to have a stable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to have a core that can go on a run. I mean, they drafted Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good pick. Pretty good pick. Did they know that when he was coming out? They knew Aaron he Donald was, was going to be the guy? I think he was, was he nine? First round. Nine, 11. Yeah, he was high. So, I mean, he was. Yeah. Was he being projected as like the guy or was like no. Mel Kuyper on there saying, I mean, oh, they he's knew undersized? He was a monster, I don't know if anyone everyone could predict said he was, he was undersized and everyone had him as a first round pick, but no one had him being what he has become yeah. or even close to it, I don't think. That's because they don't know that Penn Hill's water, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. They don't know what it's like. Bengals. Bengals are basically all drafted and then uh, Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, the Bengals are a hell of a true built from within. Yeah, coaches are scouting. The scouters are building the indoor facility. Yeah, mm-hmm. but all their weapons. Hey, that stat about the last sixteen quarterbacks never making it back to the Super Bowl that are lost in their debut is very alarming. But Joe Burrow debunks everything. Yeah, if there's a guy that could debunk it, it would be Joe Burrow. By the way, they're just building a bubble. Like. Yeah. It's not an Why? indoor facility. It's just a I don't think they have room to build a big old structure. Yeah, no, nobody does. Knock a couple NFL. buildings NFL down. Team. NFL doesn't. Yeah, of course, the NFL yeah. doesn't have it. But they're I, right there on the river. Hey, I'm, ha- I'm happy. It floods, the too. The, the players' lot floods when the when the river gets hot. Of course. Of course, the lot gets flooded. They I don't, don't know if it does anymore. But yeah, I mean, that's just classic. Probably does. Classic Bengals. Oh. Tough. Good grit. But the bubble thing, Duquesne, which would have been an Ivy League school if there was more okay. grass, is literally downtown right next to the jail. Mm-hmm. They've had a bubble on that field for like 30 years at this point. The Bengals not having a bubble. That's pretty easy to construct. Yeah. It? I mean, it's pretty – I don't, don't want to sound like uh, somebody that builds bubbles, but it feels like that's just something you kind of lay the outline. And then I think air does a yeah, lot of the yeah, work. Kind of just laid it, yeah. I don't think that's happening. Not nowadays. No, I don't think so. I think Maybe. Have, I think they have the pumps. In like, Cincy. Maybe if they're Amish, you're right. Maybe if they're Amish. Yeah. Actually, everybody's on bikes. Oh, there you go. Blowing the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, like a Mario party. Mattress. I'm happy for the Bengals, though. Getting an indoor facility, uh, 
a bubble. Yeah, got a lineman. Made L- to the Super Bowl. L. Collins. Oh, yeah. hey, Protecting hey, Burrow. Hey, you got a security guy now. That's right. Ain't nobody touching you. Uh-uh. They got all their weapons back. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase seems to be super chill and cool. Uzama's the only one. And then, but Boyd. Where's Uzama? Jets. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because everybody said, but it yeah. wasn't because it, of that. Not no. true. And his girl is not happy about it. Well, I, I know why. It was pretty loud on the internet. Very. Was it really? I saw his response. I didn't hear the initial. Oh, You're yeah. never on the internet, though, except for the super toxic parts. Like, the actual football talk was like, why would this fucking guy go to the Jets? <laughs> and then everybody started piecing it together. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he was in a full-blown relationship mm-hmm. uh, with somebody. And he had to actually come out and say, um, you have made my life a living hell at home. <laughs> internet. Okay. There's no reason for this. I just signed a deal. Got more money than I could have ever imagined. And now uh, my girlfriend hates me. So... Thank you guys for doing yeah, this, but that is not it. true at all. Thanks, guys. Why did he go to the Jets, though? I mean, they have money, I guess. They're building Wilson. something. Yeah. yeah, they're building something down there. I apologize to Jets fans, which there are not many that watch this show, I'd assume. That team feels deader than ever, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just look at the division. Like, it's the. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Buffalo. Wagon, unreal. Miami investing. Yeah, New England's New England, and then you got Bob and Zach down yeah. there in New York, and it's like, I like them both. I like them both. I like them both as people, but God damn, that is a tough team to be like. Yeah, the future looks bright there with everything else going on in that division there. But if you know they, if Debo does get traded, it feels like the Jets are going to be the team that gets them. And then that kind of does. That's change. a game changer. Yeah, that changes. Here we a lot. go. Hey, now the Jets are back. Hey, Elijah. Elijah Here we Moore. go. I Elijah think their ceiling's still probably about six wins. Seven <laughs> wins. They're back. <laughs> You're a bad guy, Ty. All right, we're back uh, tomorrow. Can't thank everybody enough. Big guest tomorrow. Huge. Huge. Who you got? You tell us, dude. Oh, you have no idea. I like to keep the people waiting. A little tease for twenty hours. Um, I think we have somebody in studio tomorrow. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Matt Ryan in studio Whoa. tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Matt Ryan will be in studio right here tomorrow. Whoa. New quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Welcome to Thunderdome, pal. Hell yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Thunderdome. Yeah. We got questions. How's mm-hmm. ice last under thunder? We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thunder, lightning, and ice tomorrow. <laughs> Wednesday, April 27th. Pat McAfee show. Hell yeah. Live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hell yeah. Draft Spectacular Eve. Boom. Good luck <clears> sleeping. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. Mm. Matt Ryan coming in here tomorrow? No way. It, now, people are going to take this as a shot at Carl. This is not a shot at Carl. It feels a lot better with Matt Ryan as your quarterback. Duh. Man, this year. <laughs> yeah. This year feels a that lot better. Shot. No, 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 no. He's no. won an MVP. I'm That's just living. In, I'm living in a moment. Wow. Yeah. I'm living in a moment. Just led a team to a Super Bowl. You didn't Bowl. even have to mention Carson Wentz, though. You could have just said how happy you were that Matt Ryan is. Here. But I always do that. If you ever hear me speak, I, I try to give out every single thing that could potentially come from what I'm about to say to let people know that I acknowledge what you might say and I acknowledge why you feel the way you feel. I'm just letting you know how I feel on the other side of it, and I don't want you to hold it against me. So I don't mean this to be a shot at Carson Wentz. Shout out to Carson Wentz. But goddamn, I feel good with Matt Ryan at the helm of the Indianapolis Colts. I feel really good. So do I. I think it's justified. I agree. Thank you. And that's not a shot from you. Nope. That's that's me speaking with how I feel like Matt Ryan can still play. Like, he's that good. He brings – when you have a guy like that, it brings instant credibility to the whole team, I think. Well, and it's – what was it? Oh. 
There's no chance Matt Ryan sprains both of his ankles on one play. No, no. not a chance. Maybe one on a different mm. play, but not both. No. Might get his leg broken because he'll get caught. Sure. Might have an arm that gets dislocated. Lyman falls into him. He's not going to attempt to throw an interception with Aaron Donald spraining both of his ankles at the same fucking time. Not a chance. And that is great to think about going into a season. Yeah. And I didn't even know that was possible last season. But I knew that there was a lot of question marks going into the year about whether or not what happened in Philly was going to carry over to here. Frank Reich and him get along. They got Jesus. They got the whole thing. Okay, here we go. synergies and stuff like that but then as the city as the season what was that about which is like a marriage yeah it was frank just like a camaraderie fellowship well marriage until become one yeah like a circle you don't know about that not like a triangle like the squared circle where's chiampa Right. Dude, his name's Chompa. Okay, and I do find it incredibly ironic <laughs> that the day you mention Chompa incorrectly, he does get an entire name change. Yeah, yeah. who's his? Was I incorrect? Name? Yes. You guys were calling him the name that he no. is no longer going by, just like your other boy Austin, who you beat off. His name. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, you beat his name off. You just you just yeah, mispronounced yeah. Champa's name, though. But also, Champa wasn't Champa. You guys were calling him by a name that started with a T. No, but you... That name has been dropped. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, but you... You called somebody that was not Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa. It just so happened that in the same day that you mentioned uh -huh. this, his name is now just officially Ciampa. There's no more Tommaso, Tommaso. So who was I talking about? You're talking about Butch. Yeah, yeah. it was Butch. You son of a bitch. Where are you getting your dirt from? Who can keep any of this straight? <laughs> <laughs> Got to follow the product. I'm trying to follow the programs. There's just like 200 programs at once. <laughs> I need a cheat sheet. Yeah, you need a Butch is missing. Butch is missing. He and old Elias are hanging out somewhere in the island. Maybe. Now, Elias, actually, Corey Graves last night said he saw him at LAX, had his oh, uh, really? guitar. Whoa. Really? <laughs> Corey Graves said that last night, yeah. Was Corey Butch Graves, in the guitar case? Uh, no, I don't think Butch was with Elias, but you're right. I don't know. We didn't ask any. There was no follow-ups from the other commentators. Wow, that's a miss. Which, by the way, what the fuck, Jimmy? <laughs> that's yeah. a miss. Byron, like, Corey just said that, oh, I saw Elias at LAX on my way home from my honeymoon. Congrats on getting married, by the way, Corey. I, was, I saw Elias at LAX on my way home from the honeymoon. He's fine. He's happy for Ezekiel or something like that. And then he hops on a plane and flies to the show or whatever. So then Jimmy and Byron Saxon were just like, oh, here's Ezekiel. He's wearing tassels now. Like, what? How do we not get a follow-up? Yeah. Everybody's wondering where the hell Elias is. It was dressed last night, but not fully. Anyways, Ezekiel was Elias, his younger brother. Both went to or from our area, I guess. Right. Butch is missing. Champa is just Champa now. Oh, that's Butch. Come home, Butch. Miss you, Butch. Can I see a picture of Champa now? What's that, pal? Can I see a picture of Champa then? Butch looks it's awful. It's Champa. All right, prick. Stop fucking saying his you name wrong. You confused. Yeah, you already confused me. How is anyone else supposed to follow the program if we can't? Program. Can't just, you know. People don't have rocks here. for brains. Okay? Yeah. Shoot me straight here. I am. I'm <laughs> AJ doesn't like Butch because Butch Thomasina? replaced who AJ on your team. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah. Butch, who was at the time being called uh, Pete Dunn because I wasn't good enough friends with him, like he was. Oh, a, here we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm never going to play this. I thought full, that was Butch's brother. There's Chompa. Is this full, name, yeah. is this full name Butch Dunn? I remember. That's Chompa. Yeah, he's yoked. 
What'd you say? Now, he his full name Butch, Butch Dunn? No. Or Pete Butch? Butch, that's Butch, that's Chompa. Oh. Butch, Chompa. Oh. Butch. Eerily similar. Chompa. Is, is Butch Pete Dunn's brother yeah, or is, Pete, is Pete Dunn missing? No, Pete Dunn is Butch. Butch is Pete Dunn. Butch was referred to as Butch, not his birth name, Pete Dunn, whenever he's hanging out with Seamus oh, okay, and Rich okay. Hall. That's yeah. his old crowd. Boys. Friends, that's yeah. their nickname. Like, hey, you're not Anthony DeGilio whenever you're with us. Correct. Hey, it's fucking Tone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's Butch with the lads. Exactly. Yes. He's back with the lads. He's oh, so Butch. it's like Gump and I got it. And Kyle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Booze and Butch. Boom. And then theory's just theory. He lost the name Austin. We don't know why. Because he sucks. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> When's it going to become a fact? There's a chance that Vince, whenever he was in the ring and that glass broke, he was like, nobody else should be referencing Austin at all. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is doing quite a, get oh. that fucking name out of here. All right. Your name's Theory now. There's only one Austin around here, and that's 316. Wait. that glass breaks, I would poop my pants. Wait. He was so loud. Wait. Yeah, Riddle is just Riddle. He used to be Matt Riddle. Now he's just Riddle. Oh, he's just Riddle? Yeah, it's been for like I a like year. I like that now. crew. I like your old RK bro. Oh, I like yeah, those guys. Yeah. Yeah, Celebrated Randy 20 yeah. years. Congrats, Thank you, Randy. Randy. Thank you, Legend Thank Killer. You, Randy. Thanks for coming on the show, Randy. Great conversation. Good guy. Great guy. Thanks to Sonia for joining us. Thank Charles you, Davis Sonia. brought great energy. Bob, yeah. Bob Carpenter stopped by. You, Where's Doudrop? Yeah. Where is Doudrop? That's a great question. Hmm. Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> I, AJ. I, I thought he was hanging out with another old wrestler, but I don't think he is. So Doudrop is, uh, is a she, you asswipe. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Doudrop. I, I was thinking of another wrestler. Oh, oh yeah. I you were. You son of a bitch. Doudrop is. Yeah, I, you do. Do I? Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> Is that even the name? Doudrop? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, is that even the name? I was thinking. So toxic. Yeah. No, I was so, thinking. Did you say the joy <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. There was something so terrible about to come out of your mouth. You <laughs> held it back. You, held, you don't ever uh, hold it back. Zeke just sent me a picture of Doudrop, if that's the name. I have no idea who this wrestler is. Never seen her, but. There was another wrestler. I was laughing because I was going to reference another wrestler who was Bob one of Backlund. my fan favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not Bob Backlund. It was, he's one of my favorites that wrestles. Dongo. I didn't want to mention him. Is it Veer? Because when is he going to get arrested for murder? Yeah, yeah Veer Mahan is here. Veer and Mr. Smothers last night. Where are they finding these guys? Those guys win 100-person Royal Rumbles in the town to get a chance to get on yeah. to Monday Night yeah, Raw or SmackDown. Teddy Goods. Mr. Teddy Smothers. Goods on Friday. He... He ran into some. He ran into a problem. <laughs> yeah. Teddy Goods. Jeez Louise. Veer Mahan. Veer's going to kill. kill so, yeah. Boom. Well, Gunther, Gunther and Veer Mahan appeared to be. I was reading the. Uh, uh, yeah. I was reading the dirt sheets. People think Veer and uh, Butch at SummerSlam. Veer fucking wishes. Better Butch, find him. Yeah, we got to find Butch by SummerSlam. When's that? July? Come yeah, on, Butch. The match would never end. He tweeted every he, or he Instagrammed everywhere probably. Jeez. Who's this? That's Veer, dude. Veer Mahan. Yeah. This guy actually ended up dying later at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he's killed people. Crushed his windpipes. That's his. That's his devastating maneuver. There, it's like a. Uh, it's <laughs> that's the Veer Veer. When you get into that, mm -hmm. you're in trouble. Yeah, million dollar arm clothesline starts this whole thing mm -hmm. and then he drops his uh, ass and middle area on your middle area breaking all your ribs yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and then he rakes your head sideways to break your neck. Yeah. Is it called the Million Dollar Arm Clothesline? Because that's awesome. I think they call it the Million Dollar Arm. That's yeah. awesome. I don't want to be rude, but who the hell is that other guy? That's Bill. That's local guy. What do you mean? Oh, that's the local 100-person Royal Rumble. That guy's, yeah. that guy's trying to beat Veer and, you know, upset of the year. Get a fucking job with WWE. He's yeah. Saying, Bill McComas on the ooze. That's <laughs> Bill. Yeah, I guess. Is that roided Bill? Let's see that. Zoom in on this guy. Eugene. Bill's... <laughs> I said, where? We know. <laughs> you might be with Butch. That does look like Bill. Big motor right there. Yeah. Come on, Bill. Billy Butchies. <laughs> that looks like it hurts. Reverse yes. What do you think? It looks, looks like it hurts. Like it what are you hurts. talking about? Yes, it hurts. He got tapped dead. out for his life. Everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing is bizarre. I love it. It's fun. Bizarre? What are you, what are you guys what are you talking about? The whole about? world is fun. fun. Like, try to follow it. It's fun. Listen, we just got to find Butch. Come yeah. home, Butch. Come on. You, you two... Chompa. <laughs> Finally, you pronounce it right. Chompa's He's only still attacked, around. He attacked somebody last night, Chompa. Yeah. I forget. Don't, what, Tom, don't be calling him Tomasino. <laughs> what? Saw the press release. All right, that's the show. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Really making things better here. I, okay. These are questions that I bet fans have, that okay. I'm, just, I'm just channeling their questions. No, they follow the program. They actually know every Chompa's one of them. Name. Every one of them can follow all the programs. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's easy to follow. Yeah. I'll try to do better. It's like one big soap opera. You know? know. That's how everybody yeah. should view it. It's fun. Believe me. I know. I got to meet them. They're awesome people, too. So I, that's why I enjoy I'm glad you... I'm, got, I'm getting into it because of you. You didn't meet Shanky, dude. Hey, Shanky's mm -hmm. a big son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. He's got like a nine-foot uh, reach. Really? Yeah, his really? arms. Mikey. Smack you around. Watch. Friday show is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Coming up. Absolute banger. Where is it? It's, you know where it is. It's yeah. awesome. Wherever Butch is. Well, Butch probably not there, actually, right? <laughs> Maybe. Butch, is Butch Ben Simmons? Is he done? Does Whoa. he not want to? Butch Simmons. I'm not saying it. I like Butch. Is that his last name? I'm not saying it. No, 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 no. He wants to work. He just he gets so passionate. He's too passionate. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons' younger brother would be a Butch. Simmons? Yeah. Come on back, Butch. We need you, Butch. We Seamus miss you, Butch. Seamus is looking for him. Seamus yeah. is actually worried. Find him, Seamus. Seamus is the leader Butch. of that group. Yeah. All right, hammered down to 15. It was 333 with 33 seconds right there when I looked up. Perfect. That's that great good. luck. That, that's really good luck. It's good news about up to something season being delayed, potentially ended. Did you hear about this? That's how I started the show today. No. Up something season, I think, is over. I doubt it, but why? He said, as long as H.A. Hawk's on the show, I don't know if we can do this. And we said, well, sorry. Sorry about it. He's staying. It's good. No. This is good, uh, good negotiating. Well, actually, there's a couple different situations popping off where I don't know if I want to do any of them, which is uh, fascinating, you know? I mean, it is kind of a weird spot because you have awesome opportunities, but you also, there's only one of you. Well, there's a lot of us. There's only one of this show. I know that. I'm very thankful and lucky for it. But every decision is very fascinating to make now at this point. Because back, and I say this on my Instagram story, it was real. When I met with Jim Irsay when I retired, you know, we had a great 90-minute conversation. It was just weaving through, like, life lessons and old stories. And he was obviously like, brother, you're coming back. You're going to kick for us or whatever. But then he was, you know, talking to me about running a business and everything like that. And he got, like, real serious with one of them while he was hitting a vape. 
color. And the smoke was like massive. That is awesome. It was awesome. He was at his desk. It was so cool. I remember like just taking it in. This is amazing. He's like, are you going to be able to make the hard decisions that business owners have to make, brother? And he wanted to make a couple different metaphors, but then he actually talked about business, about how like how something for today might not be as good as a year from now. You have to map out all that. You have to zoom out, 30,000-foot view, and you have to look at opportunities and distractions and make a confident decision, blah, blah, blah. And he was 100% right. It was a lot easier to make a lot of decisions when I hated everybody. You know, and like when yeah. I'm making negotiating, when I'm negotiating with people, I'm like, oh, I hate this person. This person's an idiot. I'm, I've seen decisions that this person made in the past. I don't give a damn about this person. If this deal happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's a lot easier to do. Now it's like I, I get respected in the conversations that I have with people. So like <laughs> I can't just hate everybody. So now like I have to deal with like the emotions and like human side of it. And then also what is good for our business? What is good for our business right now versus a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? It is... It's been an interesting. It's been an interesting ride here the last couple of weeks for sure. And I don't know how it's going to end. I have no idea how it's going to end. Nope. I think up to some seasons delayed though. I think I want to okay. enjoy. You know what I mean? I want to enjoy Draft Spectacular. Yeah. yeah. The weather's turning. I got golf oh, yeah. in Tahoe. Come mm-hmm. on. It's like I don't have time to go back and forth on what. I'm not doing it. I'm working on the game. You know, my gut feeling has been pretty solid throughout the entirety of this business run here. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the last couple of days I woke up and the gut's been like, Ooh. time to move on, pal. Well, sometimes you got to trust it. Mm-hmm. I trust it way too much. Way, way. I mean, I'm tired. I left. I mean, I've done. I trust my gut way, well way, out. way too much. It has all worked mm-hmm. out. But yeah. the, the that intuition feeling is a fascinating one because there's a reason it's happening. And I believe in the universe telling me stuff. So whenever the universe tells me, and some people say, well, that's God speaking to you. That's whatever. However you want to describe it, hopefully I'll be able to figure that out someday too before I die. So I get to the good mm-hmm. place inside the bad place. Right. But like when the universe delivers me stuff, like I take it serious. Like I listen to it, you know, and I think intuition is one of those things. And I've always held it very, very high in the ranking of voting like my intuition just natural gut feeling that people talk about it has worked thus far it has not made um everything as easy as possible because it's tough to explain sometimes but then you know hindsight you look back you're like ah probably right move in the end if we had to guess yeah you're the only person that knows how you feel about it and how you think it may affect you in the future so yeah you should trust it well what if it's wrong hasn't been can't be wrong either way it can't be wrong yeah, because it's all going to work out because it has to. Bingo. Yes. That's what you told me. All right. Up something season's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't try to talk you out of anything. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, yeah, you sound like you were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you confirmed actually, it. You said, hey, I was telling you, your... trust it. I thought, I'm, well, we know we know this is, what is it, 337? We know by 340, you might, we, it might be back on. No, no, no. Not in this type of stuff. I feel like I'm actually pretty calculated. Yeah, yeah quite. Well, right. When it comes to those yeah. types okay. of decisions. You know, I okay. feel like it. Yeah. Good gambler. Pretty good gambler yeah. thus far yeah. in this entire business thing. Pretty I just saw, too, the USFL has a team called the Gamblers, so I think I'm back in. <laughs> well, you, their reality show debuts next Monday. Okay. Yeah. Their Perfect. ratings have not been in for the USFL weekend, I guess. I would not release those. Still counting them. Taking too long to count on the numbers. Well, probably. They ran out of fingers. The skip from <laughs> Shannon. Skip, that was rude. No, like, no, I think no. you're right on it, though. I do think if I, you know, the guy that pitched me from Fox to kick in that league, yeah. I think I would have yeah. brought another 10, 15 people to the stands. At least. Week mm-hmm. two. I think I would have got yeah. some more people to come watch me kick a ball. At sure. Least. It was like that at Plum for a little bit. People come watch the 
big football whacking mm-hmm. guy for a couple games. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that for the USFL again. I mean, now looking at the XFL, too, what a success that was. Because in comparison. Legit. Yeah. million people per. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that, Those were actual, like, bunch of fans in the stands. They were drinking beers after they scored touchdowns. Like, that was awesome. I, th- I think, by the way, I don't think The Rock is going to fail. Oh. No, so no. I think that'll no, 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 no. hit as does, well. If he does, it's over. Don't ever try another. If The Rock another. can't make it happen. Don't ever do it again. Nobody can. New episode Young Rock tonight. Can't wait to watch it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Pumped. Maybe that's what I'm up to something. Am I in Young Rock tonight? Holy Whoa. shit. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what if they have a guy playing you? That'd be awesome. I asked Vince. Remember, I asked Vince if he had seen the guy on Young Rock playing him. Uh, no. Will you ever see? Probably not. <laughs> it was like a quick burial. We laughed at it. But, like, uh, I've seen people do impressions of me before, too, me. Anyone any good? Yeah, I think everybody's good. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I'm I sure. I've ever seen a good one. Everybody's natural reaction is to hate the person doing the impression of them. So I don't want to be that person. Sure. And it is hard for me to, you know, because I don't, I don't watch a lot of our shit back. I, I don't listen to me. I have enough of me already. But some of the impressions of me, I think, have been rather terrible. Right? In my yeah, I'll yeah. say. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Somebody will get it good, though. I can't wait for it one day. You know, we got an Frank, AJ. Frank Caliendo. Still waiting on his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he promised that well. He yeah, said but he's fucking working Frank, on. he literally is like obsessive, right? He mm-hmm. won't yeah. debut anything unless it is. Perfect. Yeah, he's like one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Some people are, are not that way. Well, the internet. Sure. We're not perfect either, so. No, nobody no. is. No. All right, up to something season's over. Kind of a dub. But that's what up to something season's all about. That's right. <laughs> Maybe next season. <laughs> Maybe, next, <laughs> Maybe next up to something season. Uh, AJ, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Tomorrow, Matty Ryan live in Hell stew. Yeah. yeah, turn your thermostat. He'll be down. awesome. He will be. It's going to get icy. Yeah. That's right. All right, you guys are the best. Hammer downs in 20 minutes. Can't wait to watch. Tomorrow night, let's not forget hockey talk, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's hockey talk Hell with yeah. Frankie Moraldo. APM, youtube.com forward slash that's hockey talk. Is Rupper on? Yeah. Rub, that guy. Last week of the season. Is, really? Playoffs start next week. Hell yeah. Playoffs start tonight, actually. Wow. Why, you guys got to win to get Texas in? Texas hockey in Vegas. If Texas hockey wins, they clinch the last spot. If they lose, they're out? If they lose, Vegas could sneak in still. Stoner playing? I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What? We got the draft on Thursday. I'm, I'm already, I've watched every Yankees game so far this year. I don't give a fuck about the Golden Knights. If they get in, I'll, I'll watch it. But, you know, I, I'm, I ain't going to be losing any fucking sleep over them losing tonight. All right. Shout out to the Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah. shout out. Let's go Pence. See you all tomorrow. Bye.